It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time to talk. Draymond. Again. Draymond Green, of course, recently served a five-game suspension for putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock and pulling him an exaggerated distance away from Clay Thompson, who, of course, had gotten into it with the T-Wolves' Jaden McDaniels. But this time, with 8.23 left in the third quarter, and Draymond's Warriors up five over Phoenix on TNT, Draymond was being guarded by Yusuf Nurkic, deep corner, when he suddenly shockingly spun went 360 through some kind of mma type wild swing punch i think his fist was closed for a good while but as it landed it was at least half open so maybe it was a little more of a slap than a punch i don't think Draymond completely balled his fist but he did catch nurkic pretty good with at least the side of his hand he was ejected for the third time this season, and we're not even to Christmas yet. So here's what Draymond had to say in defense of himself. He was pulling my hip, and I was swinging away to sell the call, made contact with him. Um, as you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir, um, because I didn't intend to hit him. Uh, I sell calls with my arms. I don't fall or to sell a call. I don't, I'm not a flopper. So I was just selling the call because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away and unfortunately I hit him. If I go look at every replay of everything, um, a replay is, they, it's never gonna look good, you know, but like I said, I know my intentions. My intentions were to sell the call. Um, and you know, I also don't think I'm an accurate enough puncher to do a full 360 and, and, and connect with someone. Okay. Which was asked about the about the play, and he said, um, that brother needs help. What's your response to that? Respect. I still know what my intentions were. But respect, I think we all need help. I don't think any of us are too perfect. So, respect. But I'll, I'll tell him the same thing I just told you. I'm gonna apologize to him, and I, you know, I didn't intend to hit him. So, but he has a right to feel how he want to feel about it. And I'm not gonna sit here and try to go back and forth on how he feels about it. It's on him. Okay, so this is what Nurkic had to say exactly about what you just heard the question asked. What's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needed help. I'm glad he not tried to choke me, but at the same time, it had nothing to do with basketball, man. Like, I'm just out there trying to play basketball, you know, they're swinging. All right, so I'd said after last season, Draymond Green had become more trouble than he's worth to the Warriors at this stage of his career. They did wind up losing to the Suns last night to fall to 10 and 13, with Draymond almost certainly facing another fairly lengthy, maybe long suspension. So, Keyshawn, you do know Draymond. How should the NBA punish him this time? Well, I mean, he's got to get suspended. Um, what those games are, I, I don't know, Skip. He has a, he has a history, a repeat offender, yes. of many, multiple things whether it's the referees or whether it's getting into altercations with 
two or three guys in the past. It's, it, yeah. His list of altercations is not lengthy as much as it is the suspension side of it. Mm. And what I mean by that, based on the tender in the NBA, right, when you, when you look at some of the, the things that he's gotten into have, has been, in my opinion, some egregious acts. Mm. You can look at, you can go all the way back and look at the LeBron James situation. Uh -huh. ah, well, you know, he kind of did that. that that's well, whatever. That. That, that's whatever he got kicked out of the game. They wind up losing the championship. Mm -hmm. But if you go and you look at a year ago, stepping on Sabonis, that to me, that, that's egregious. You're too big. Your weight, stepping on somebody's chest, whether Sabonis was able to finish the game or not, that could have done some damage to him both externally yeah. and internally. Yep. Then when you're looking at the Woody, the Woody, the, the Rudy Gobert mm -hmm. choke out, yep. that was a little bit much. Mm -hmm. It was extended. Maybe it was a grab and a pull, and that's it. But it, it lasted several seconds beyond that. Now you look at what went on last night with mm -hmm. Nurkic. He wouldn't even, you know, the interesting thing about this from a basketball standpoint Steve Kerr benched Looney, made a decision that Draymond was going to be best to go up against Nurkic in that. So they needed him in that aspect. Yes, they Frustration did. Frustration led into mm -hmm. this, I don't know what you call it, 360 worldly, I'm, I'm really going to hit you, but then in the end, I think I don't want to hit you, so I kind of want to slap you mm -hmm. a little bit, but I didn't really mean to do it that way. I've never seen a player try to get on the blocks or defend the blocks, what you usually are pushed or pushed back, not spent around because he didn't grab his waist in turning. No. So clearly, what Draymond said in the post-game interview is a damn lie. Okay, and it's about time that he stops mm. because I'm tired of always having to get up here. You mean, damn lie about accident, <clears throat> like it was an accident. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I get it. Right. I understand you may have been. Uh, uh, acting a certain way, you're a bad actor mm -hmm. to get a foul. But in the end, you didn't get the necessarily fouls that you thought you was going to get. So you decided to, to basically attack a dude, hit a dude, because you can with those players. It's interesting when I look at and I love Draymond, man, and, I, and when I see him, I'm going to have a conversation with him. You picking on dudes that just, for me, just is weird. Like, I ain't really seen you go at Julius Randle. Maybe y'all got an issue and y'all cool or whatever, but I haven't seen the enforcers. That's a good point. That's I've only point. seen you attack outside LeBron James. You going at the dudes that are, you know, people like Sabonis, this nice guy. Yes. You know, Rudy Gobert people don't really like because of the whole situation that happened. I know, but he's almost too nice a guy. But he's a, he does, yeah. he's not looking to no, fight. No, no. Like now, all of a sudden, you do this no. to Nurkic. Not, Nurkic is not, he's just looking to play basketball. He's just a good dude. He He's I, not going to so, fight. Yeah. you know, I'd like to see you, if you're going to do it, do it to somebody that has the same sort of makeup as you. Yeah. Find that dude in the NBA and let me see how that goes. Agreed. You know, and, and yeah, he should be suspended, though. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I, think, I think he's going to get suspended 10 games. Uh, you know, I'm a Draymond Green fan. I've, I've, I've liked him. I like the, the Golden State Warriors and what they've built. But, I mean, like you said, Key, we can't sit up here and defend this. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see a place for this. I, 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 you can look for every angle. I, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that likes to get under people's skin, that, that, that pushes the envelope, that does all this. But <laughs> you can't just turn around and, and slap somebody and then continue and then say, now maybe he didn't do it, he didn't do it on purpose, like he said, to turn mm -hmm. around without looking and know exactly where you're hitting the guy is kind of it's kind of stretchy but <clears throat> you intended on doing something because you don't swing that hard you know what i mean you're like 
you know he's behind you. So when you swing, one thing athletes have is spatial awareness. Like you have spatial awareness. You know exactly where you are, your defender is. That's what makes them special. That's what makes them great, great athletes. But him spinning with his arms failed, he knew he's going to hit something. Skip. (laughs) And so – I, you know, I, it's just one of them BS kind of Bush League moves where you're like, bro, like, what are we doing? What are we doing, Draymond? Like, the, 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 when, he, when, he, when he did the thing with Gobert and he choked out Gobert, I'm like, okay, at least you're defending Clay. You know what I mean? He, he grabbing your teammate, you grabbing him. Yeah, All that's right. fine. <clears throat> that's, 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 but it went a little longer than it, went it a little probably than, should have. Right. It, it probably should have. But at the end of the day, this, I don't see a place. I don't see what you're doing. The man pushed you out to, to the three-point line. Like, you're not even on the block anymore. So it's like... Hey, at that point, hey, maybe go screen and reposition and yeah. get back in the game. But, like, where, where are you spinning to? Where are you flopping to? The, the ref's not going to give you that because he's not even pushing you away from the basket. You're at the three-point line. Yep. Posting up. Like, what are, we, what are we posting up at the three-point line for? And so I think it goes deeper than this, Skip. I think it goes as somebody who's been through some things. Mm-hmm. I know what it looks like when somebody is mm-hmm. going through some things and they and they – and they're taking out frustrations that may have originated elsewhere on the court. And I think that's what's going on. I think that's what probably Nurk is just talking I about, like he, he needs too. some help. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, these are human beings. They go through the ups and downs, the frustration, good days, bad days, uh, you know, stuff going on at home, the kids ain't, ain't doing right, or, or, you know, trouble in your relationship, whatever the case may be. And sometimes it spills over onto your profession. So, you know, maybe that's what's going on, Skip. But, it's, mm-hmm. again, they're going to suspend him, and they yeah. should suspend him. And 10 games for me. I'm with you. I wrote down last night 10 games. But the more I've watched that, the more I've thought about what you say and you say, it might be more than 10 games this time. Because I can tell you this. This commissioner of this league is not going to like this one. Not on top of that one and that one and that one. Because this league cares about its image. What, what is the look of this? It's a really bad look for the league. Because the video is so egregious, even though, as we agree, the hand opens. Like, if he lands with a closed fist, we got some blood on the court. I'm pretty sure he, he's going to do some serious damage. Mm-hmm. And that would call for more than a suspension. You know, he might be gone for the year if, if you connect like that. But the point is, he did do what he did in response to what Gobert was doing to Clay, which brings me to the conflict here. There, there's a whole lot to like about Draymond. A whole lot to like. No question. He has a great personality. He has great charisma. He, he might be the next Charles Barkley on TNT because I think they already have a connection and a deal where he's going to segue at some point fairly soon into a TNT career. And you know him well enough that you've sat down and had meals with him. He's fun to be around. Yeah. And he has been a rock for that team for a long time because that team could not have done what it did without the enforcement that he brought to a finesse basketball team. And I'm not saying he's a classic 70s, 80s uh, enforcer type because I don't know that he's a real badass tough guy. But by today's standards, he's a tough guy. And by their standards, he is the toughest guy because they needed the edge that he brought to them, Mm -hmm. and they needed the basketball, and I don't use this word lightly, the basketball genius that he brought to them, because he's got some genius about him, because he's Rodman-esque, he's not the greatest athlete, he's not a leaper, he's not the most athletic guy, but 
They run the whole offense through him. That One of the greatest offenses ever has run through this man because he has such a great feel for getting Steph and Clay their shots, for getting everybody in the right place at the right time, and I don't think he's gotten enough credit for that. Right. But the problem is he started to go a little over the edge and a little more over the edge, and I think the NBA liked it to an extent because – it's almost like the NHL, you know, they, they kind of sold fighting during the regular season because it, it helps sell the game. So some of the edge is good because some of it's fun to watch. Some of it's highly entertaining until finally he went, he brought it up, game four, 2016 finals. 16. And he went a little over the edge as he was, he, he was already starting to kick in the midsection. He, he kicked uh, Stephen Adams, and yeah. I think there are a couple other kicks in the midsection. And now we're in game four of the finals, and he, he loses it because he gets sick and tired of LeBron whining about calls and this and that, and he screams the <clears throat> B word at him yeah. so audibly that Kiki Vandeway, the minister of justice for the league at that point, is in like the third row, and he can hear it. They don't like it because it, it's, it's no... It's not what they want to sell as a product. And then he follows it up by going up to the other end, and he and LeBron get tangled up, and he kicks him in the midsection. Okay, you're gone. If you look at it, though, Steve. Oh, no. What are we doing? Close enough. If you look at it, when they've won championships, his behavior hasn't been this. No. Mm-hmm. When they've lost the championship, mm-hmm. well, like that, you just mentioned in 2016, or not door. getting to the championship, yeah. Yeah. his behavior has essentially been this. It has been and this. And so, in the end, is it worth? Well, it's, it's, obviously it was worth it to bring him back and give him $100 million again because that's what the Golden State Warriors thought. Now, are they looking at this and saying to themselves, this is too much management on our part Every single other day. I think they should have after last year. It was him or Jordan Poole. Obviously, Uh, we we know the incident preseason last year. Here's another guy that that I feel wasn't going to defend himself against a Draymond. No, he was not going to defend himself. And some people know these sort of things when they go at certain people. They know. But did did Jordan Poole say something to him that was so over the edge that it – it almost warranted a punch. Maybe. I, I maybe. wish I knew. Right. Okay, I wish I knew too. But if, if I know Draymond, I think something got said that was way below the belt. Yeah, but multiple as, times probably. A, a, as the leader of the team, maybe not the leader because Steph is probably the, but as a leader of that basketball team, you have to know in your deepest subconscious, there's one line you can't cross. You can't punch him for it. You can talk to him about it. You can go back at him all you want, but you can't deck him in front of the rest of the team. Yes. Right? Okay. So he did. And, and all of a sudden you're on a collision course. Where, now, now, once you throw that punch, somebody's got to go. And, and they tried to muddle through last year and, and it didn't work. Well, well, somebody had to go because they went public. It went you know, public. It, it, and, it, and by the way, somebody leaked that video or we, we they, would not be they, having Even this. if they didn't leak it and yeah. we never saw it. Yeah. It still was going to it cause would. a rift amongst everybody it, on the court. It, it yeah. would have caused a rift, but fights happen all the time. And I've been part well, of sure. teams where, where, where dog, like these are fist fights and then you shake hands and then yeah, you right, go on right. about your day. Yeah, but, but a sucker punch is different yeah. than me and you squaring up. Yeah. See, yeah, a sucker, if I walked up to you, Richard, and we was in Seattle and I just sucker punched you because you said I was too tall. 
and I just decided to sucker punch you, that is going to damage the infrastructure yeah. of a team, yeah, even, no matter how good we are. I, it, our, 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 uh, sucker punch is, is, sucker is, debata- punch. is debatable because if I'm standing you there face to face and I push you, but then we go down a tangent on that. But if I push you and we face to face, I know we got conflict. Yeah, so but, sucker you, punch, but I'm not expecting <laughs> you to hit me. But sucker punch is, is you ain't looking, <clears throat> you ain't expecting conflict. I'm coming from the side. You know. So what, what I'm saying is if, if it doesn't go public and it's not on social media and we're not talking about it on yeah. talk shows every day, I don't know if Jordan Poole is in Washington right now because it can, it, it, like you said, Jordan had these fights. There's probably <clears throat> been plenty of fights that have happened in the NBA that you never heard about. They, and guys just like, hey, we good? Like, like, hey, we need to get that out. Cool. Let's go on about the season and let's get, let's. I, I, I get your point. Yeah, but Jordan's was yeah. different with Steve Kerr. It wasn't the same as that you didn't with Draymond. See, you don't know what it was because we don't see it. I no. guarantee if we had video of it and we saw it. We only read about it in you, you Sam Smith's it. book. Yeah. And, and then people can paint the picture however they want it. But if we had a video of it and they were talking about it on talk shows yeah. and Steve Kerr got decked and he was on the ground sleep at practice, we'd be talking about a whole <laughs> yeah. different conversation. That would be, that would be good. <laughs> it wouldn't no. be good. And so, no. but but since we can see everything and that's why this social media age, <clears throat> this this age where everybody's accessible. Yeah, I, I agree. It but changes Keisha, the narrative. To your point, there are two kinds of fights. There's one where you're going back and forth and you yeah. say, well, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Well, I'll show you what I'm going to do about it. Now, now, now you I have know. squared I, now up. I got, right, now right. I got okay. my now, defense now here mechanism we go. up. We're on yes. level playing field. Absolutely. This is he just hauled off and decked him, and yeah. I think the most shot guy in the building was, was Jordan Poole. Was Jordan Poole. Yeah. Even if I push you, yeah. Richard, even if I push you and I'm walking away from you, and you roll up on me, I'm not expecting you as my teammate to haul off and try and break my jaw. Key. Just not. Key, key. You're from a, you're from a very similar place of where I'm from. Uh, absolutely. If, if, if I'm standing there nose to nose with you, and you know you saw my demeanor when I walked up, and I, you push me, and you can look me in my eye. You look When, when you look into somebody in their eyes, yeah. Skip, it's different. That's why it's not a sucker punch. If I'm looking you in your eye, I see yeah, a chance. one thing in the neighborhood. Yeah. There you go, Skip. I was just about to say that. It, it's a sucker punch because I know who you are, <laughs> and you ain't going to do nothing to me. And I know you're not going to do nothing to me, so therefore, I'm going to take my best shot to try to break your jaw. So, so you're saying he punched the sucker? Uh, well, I mean, you call it whatever you, <laughs> yeah, 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 you want to call it. Yep. He, he didn't punch me. Mm. That's for damn sure. Because sure. to this day, we would still be fighting. That's what I'm saying. They would have had to separate would. both I of agree. them. All right. But in the end... I feel like Draymond knows who to pick on. Mm-hmm. That's why he does some of these things. Yep. And he's only hurting his team. Right. They are two and five with his suspensions and his all those sort of things. They're two and five, man. Mm-hmm. And then their total record is 10 and 13. 10 and 13. And, 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 and Steve Kerr is looking at this thing saying, we thought we were going to run this back a certain way. And it's not happening. And now I got a guy that I benched another guy for that's supposed to take care of business for us in the fourth quarter, eight minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, he gets ejected because he does something even stupid. Now, all of a sudden, we're looking at 10-plus games, potentially, on a suspension side. Now, you're missing even more games that's going to cost us even more. So, so Skip, what do they do with him in the offseason, you think? Again, last offseason, I would have said no. But somebody's going to – or they maybe trade deadline. Maybe they – why is Bob Myers sitting on the set with ESPN right now doing basketball commentary instead of running a basketball team? Because he saw this handwriting on that locker room wall and he said, 
I'm going to get out while the getting is good, good because right. I don't see this thing working much longer. And it's starting to tailspin. Unravel a little bit. It's just starting to unravel. So I say. We'll they take should. him in L.A., though. Okay. Well, we, you, you know what? If, if you, but if you put him with LeBron, I think LeBron would be able to sort That's of. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're, they're right. the same family yeah. down there. They're the same right. family. That's what I think we can take okay. him in so, L.A. So the one incident that got me, the last quick point, is what happened at after game or during game one of two years ago at Memphis when he got ejected there and he took a wild victory lap. And I'm like, you've lost it, man. This is clownish. This is where am I? Am I like a wrestling heel, like a wrestling villain now? What, what am I doing? And he goes straight back to his hotel room and get, goes live on his podcast. Yeah, I didn't right. like that. Okay. I didn't like that. I didn't like that for him. Yeah. Based on what you just said. Yeah. It looks Clown, like it just, it, it, just it, it, doesn't, it don't look good. It looked like a caricature. Yeah, it looked like a caricature. caricature. Yeah. Yeah. These Absolutely. are the warriors. Yeah. This was a dynasty, like thanks came. in part to him. And, and another thing I, I really don't like is it takes attention away from the teammates. Steph Curry is one of the greatest in, 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 to ever play. To ever play yeah, this game. Sure. He's on a lot Absolutely. of people's Mount Rushmore of, yeah. of, of greatest point guards, as he should be. But then you got Draymond getting attention for this. It's almost like... You start to downplay what Steph's doing. You don't even get to pay attention. And Steph's having a great season. You know, they're not yep. winning. They're 10 to 13, but he's yep. having a great season. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And you're not allowing this team to have the success and his teammates to get the shine that they deserve yep. because we're sitting here talking about Draymond getting ejected for Got slapping it. somebody in the face. And so that's where I'm a big fan of, of Draymond, like I said. And, and, and Draymond, he, he took responsibility. Hey, that was wrong. I can apologize. But you got to take responsibility about yep. not doing it anymore. Yep. You can't just keep slapping people. It's almost like that franchise got addicted to Draymond, and now they can't win with him or without him, so they think. And so they keep clinging to the past, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. But the commissioner is going to come down hard on this because – that was a bad look. Whether he connected hard or not, it looks really bad. Yeah, you say, well, they they got they they couldn't live without him or with him or, yeah. and all that. I don't think they envision what is it. What was it? It's been three ejections in thirty-one days, something like that. <laughs> I don't think they envision that when they signed him back. No. Yeah, maybe he gets ejected. Maybe he gets, maybe there's one suspension because of the ejections, mm -hmm. but not the two acts that have taken place yeah. with Rudy Gobert and then now Nurkic. I don't think that they envisioned that at all right. when they made the decision to re-sign him and bring him back. Whew. I think tomorrow we will lead this show with the length of the suspension because I think it'll come down fairly quickly today. Or the, next, Cowboys, oh no, the Cowboys don't play. No, they don't play. They don't play. <laughs> they, they, they don't play tonight, I don't think, but if they do, they'll win. <laughs> All right, up next, we got to talk about this. Richard clued me in last night to this. Cam Newton expresses some very controversial views of today's top portrait backs. Stay with us. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits 
it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. So Cam Newton gave this assessment of some of today's top quarterbacks. Check this out. Lamar Jackson, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Brack Parody, like, but Brock, let's, they're not winning because of him. He's not turning the ball over. He's managing the game. And if we were to put that in its own right as game managers, Brock, Parody, Tua Tonga Valoa, Jared Goff, and really, Dak Prescott. Mm. These are game managers. They're, they're not difference makers. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. Okay, so Richard, you did tout me on this last night, and I'm all ears, so what's your reaction? Skip, Skip. As somebody who came into the National Football League in 2011 with Cam Newton in this draft class, he was an MVP of this league. He has every right in the world to give his opinion, and it's got to be a respected opinion because, you know, he, he has credibility in this league. But come the heck on, killer. Like, what are we talking about? That, that, it's not based on anything, Skip. It's, it can't be based on anything. Because the names that you're saying are literally leading the league in categories right now. These aren't guys that are middle-of-the-pack guys, and, and statistically, they're not middle-of-the-pack record-wise. They're not middle-of-the-pack in any capacity. So if he was saying this in a year where, hey, they're 15th in, in yards, or, or their offense is struggling, or they just, you know, they threw 15 touchdowns in a season— these guys are leading. Tua Tungavailoa is leading the league in passing yards. Sure, he has weapons. Sure, he has Tyreek Hill, one of the, the best receiver in National Football League right now. You can debate it with, with whoever you want. But he's still leading the league in, in passing yards. Dak Prescott is leading the league in touchdowns. Skip, how are you managing the game? You're leading the league in touchdowns. Now, sure, he had C.D. Lamb, and C.D. Lamb is having an incredible season. But Dak Prescott is still leading the league in touchdowns, second in QBR, second in, in completion percentage. Like, if, if this was based on something, I'd be with him. I'd be like, okay. Now, there are guys, and then you got Brock Purdy. Like, what are we talking about? They're not winning because of these guys? So, how? How? When Dak plays bad, they lose. When Brock Purdy plays bad, they lose. When, when Tua Tunga Vailoa plays bad, they lose. So, it doesn't make sense for him to say that, especially with the way he played the game. It's like, hey, you were a dynamic playmaker, no question about it. But we're talking about guys that, that sit here, some of the most accurate passers in the league. And some of, I mean, right now, Purdy is in his second year. You're talking about a second year guy. 
We're talking about a second-year guy. They're playing effectively, efficiently. They're yards per catch, yards per attempt, yards per – they're accurate. They're pushing the ball down the field. Most 40-yard completions, most 30-yard completions, most 20-yard completions. Come on, Cam. Mm. Like, go ahead, Key. Well, I'm going to try my best to to extrapolate and explain to you. Please. Well, that's a big word. Okay, I like that. Every now and then then I went to school. um, (laughs) That Cam is trying to, to say. What he's saying, in my opinion, is when you talk about a game changer, mm-hmm. Cam Newton was a manager versus changer. Yep. He was a game changer. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he? Especially at the beginning of his career. All by himself. Then he became yep. a game manager yeah. Maybe it, at the end of yeah. his career right. where he was a, known to be a turnover machine himself. Yeah. So it became a game manager, don't turn the football over. Right. But he is right in a sense, not about Dak Prescott, because get Dak Prescott right now, is a game changer right now. Jared Goff is a game manager because he has been known to give it to you Mm -hmm. at the wrong times in games and situations where Detroit was high the first half of the season. Mm -hmm. They're coming down because he's giving the ball to the other team. Correct. They're sitting there, and Dan Campbell said, please just don't turn the ball over whatever yeah, he, you do. He'd gone right. like, I don't know, what, 500 throws without throwing uh, a pick. Uh, but, yeah. but he has gone back to why the Rams have got, gotten rid of Jared Goff. That's true. I understand what Cam is saying. Now, in terms of Tua, Tua is a nice quarterback in a situation where he can thrive and be successful. We saw when Tyreek Hill was not in the game, we saw when Tyreek Hill was in the game. A guy that misses his top dog can still be a game changer at the quarterback position. Sure. I understand that. No, now they can't. Moving. No, they can't. That, that's, that's not true. No, they can't. That's not true. It, it it show not me, give me, give me an example. Show me an example. When Travis Kelsey's not playing, Patrick Mahomes isn't the same player. When Patrick when, Mahomes when, is still ball. No, he, no, he is not. When he's Travis Kelsey's not in. playing, he's not playing well. They, when, uh, when Stephon Diggs isn't there, Josh Allen isn't playing well. When you, it, so, Patrick Mahomes didn't drop 29 balls, man. I'm not saying Kelsey he did. ain't having no hell of a year. I'm not saying he did. I'm but saying my, my, my whole point to this, though, Richard, is when you get to Brock Purdy, he is moving into a Gata category of a game changer. He is I'm moving. moving. Yes. I think he's there, man. I don't. I don't look. The only thing that's the only thing that's holding you back is he was a seventh round pick. If he was the number three pick in the draft, you would not have any justification for what you're saying. I, I, I am saying that he is heading in that direction. And he has gotten there extremely fast. I am not saying that he is a game manager. What I am saying is he is headed into a game changer mode. Right. No one is putting him in a game changer mode, despite how much you think they are. Mm-hmm. People are not yet. Right, because they're just not. But they don't, they're not he, because their opinions are not. But I it's understand not based that, but on he, anything but, that but you he's can going tangibly to say. erase that. In the next four or five weeks, he's going to erase how, all of that. How? If he, if he ain't done it in the first 13 games, because he just had, like one of the best just, quarterbacks in the league. Richard, you just said it because he got drafted when he got drafted. They're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt until he steps up into that echelon, much like I talked about with Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was just a guy. He went to win a Super Bowl. Then all of a sudden, you ain't have nothing to say because you couldn't say nothing. That is where Brock Purdy is headed. That is all I am saying. Mm. That's why I say Cam is right in some instance with these guys, and he is wrong in the other. Mm. Dak Prescott is so far beyond a game manager. In fact, maybe he was a game manager at points last year because he had a lot of turnovers in a short period of time, so people looked at that. But if you look at the prior seasons, he was not a game manager. 
He was actually a game changer for the Dallas Cowboys, mm -hmm. just like he is this year. Mm -hmm. That's why I say Cam is right. He's, he's, he's wrong about that, right about uh, Tua, right about Jared Goff, and he's going to be wrong about Brock Purdy. That's what I'm trying to get <laughs> you to understand. Time out. <clears throat> the the one-two in MVP right now is Dak barely over Brock Purdy. I get so that. One-two, two-one, one-two, two-one. Cam is so wrong about the two top contenders for MVP that it, it invalidates and disqualifies everything else. He, he, he may be wrong to very true. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm saying Brock Purdy can erase all of that in the next okay. several weeks completely nope. where nobody will have anything to say. All right. Because you know what they're waiting on, Skip? They're waiting on that little ball to drop. Just they, like they, those dropped, three. they dropped three games. but No, no, no. And what happened in those three weeks that they dropped those three games? Everybody was blaming Brock Purdy. Right. It was him. They wasn't looking at Trent Williams and Debo being gone. They was blaming him because he was low-hanging fruit. He can be low-hanging fruit, but he can erase all of that in the next several weeks. All right. So allow me to use my favorite phrase, bigger picture, about Cam. I'm still a big fan of his mm -hmm. because what he did in 2015 was extraordinary. Yeah. That team had a very good defense, but he took that football team and just sat it on his broad shoulders yeah. and said, I'm going to carry you all the way to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Then Von Miller happened, and he couldn't carry past Von Miller because Von Miller just wrecked the game, right. took the game yes. over. But up to that point, whew, with arm and legs, I'd, I've never seen anything quite like that. And this is a huge human being. This, this is six, six-ish to maybe two I don't know what he is. I know when I first interviewed him for the first time, even though I've seen him in college, yeah. and I know he was big. That's right. all I can tell right. you. Right. I big, was like, God. Big man, played bigger. And yet, he's only 34. And I keep saying, he's got football left in him. He could still play. He's 34 years old, okay? And yet, when he does this podcast or whatever it was, when this video gets out there and goes viral, too many NFL GMs, and if you want to say they're white, that's fine too. But too many are going to watch well, this. Well, they and are say, white. A lot of them. A lot of them are white. I mean, there's some okay. black ones. But I'll, I I'll said, bring it up. There are a few. I said, okay. But a the lot point of them. is, whatever color they are, especially the white ones, they're they're going to watch this viral video and say, "This is just wacky stuff." You know, like this. What well, Cam? You, you you know more football than the that, mess? right? Come on, Cam. This is one of those so far out there that it makes you go. Huh? Brock Purdy is the complete opposite of a game manager to me because the only hope I as a Cowboy fan have is that he's the next Brett Favre. He, he tries things every game that make Kyle over there like put a hand over his eyes. He will try tight window, crazy cross body, cross the field throws where you say, young man, what are you do? What are you right. thinking? Right. Right. And he pulls most of them off yeah. because he got that in. It's his DNA. He's just going to wing it. He's right. just going to he's going to see it and feel it and try it. Right. He, he's okay. he's good. I, okay. Skip, but the but, problem with that, the, the problem only, is, is people in our world <laughs> that's, it's, are it's, not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. OK. All it's right. bullshit. It's bullshit. Because, because, okay. and I get tired of hearing it. Because I don't because know if you can say that. Because or not. It, I just it, said it. It probably applies, it, but you can't we, say it, but, and we apologize. What, but, what, it works. But, but I'm tired right. of it because I'm tired of hearing about people say it with nothing to do with anything going on on the field. Like 
All he does is put it on tape. I if you can't, if you can't convince people yeah. by playing great football at the yeah. highest level, right. in the highest level, Richard. then you aren't going to convince you. Tell you, in the Richard, next four that's weeks, just, that's just one second. Let me finish, please. Are. No, they shouldn't be. So I'm saying that's wrong. So, like he went to the playoffs last year, he played well. He went he, as a rookie. Like we're at, we're not talking about a five year bet. I'm pretty sure they're going to win the NFC Championship game if he doesn't go down. I'm just because they went and proved it two weeks ago at yeah, Philadelphia, I just, I just right? I just don't get calm it. your nerves. No, okay? I'm not calming my nerves because I'm tired of I'm tired of people having opinions that that aren't based in anything. You're sitting there saying, "Well, he needs to prove it more." To prove what? He's leading the league in almost every I, category. I understand what you're he saying. Needs to, he needs to outperform being a seventh round pick. He can't do nothing about that. All he can do is when he lines up on the football field, yeah. Deshaun, he goes out there and plays at a really high level and helps his team. He has done that consistently this season, and the only thing you tell me, tell me, you, he has to are keep you, proving are you, are you listening or are you hearing me? Because I don't think you're doing either one. What because I'm trying, I'm trying to get you to understand the way people look at this, Richard. They're looking at him. I'm not. I already said at the beginning of the year. First thing I said is I need to see him do it a full season, based on last year's okay. games he played right. in the start of this season. I give him that. He is at the top of the list. But the mass of people, this is why this conversation keeps coming up about Brock Purdy. You got to let your emotions go. They want to see him take them somewhere. Once that happens, just, 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 people are will you say, to yourself? okay. Are you listening to yourself? Are you listening to yourself? Because you do Richard, not make sense. Stop. You, Richard, we want to take him somewhere. And, that's and what skip, they want. Skip. He took them to the NFC Championship last year. I'm telling you that's what they but, want. But make it make sense. That's what they I'm want. I'm not going to look at you, Key, because it don't make sense. That's what they want. I'm not I'm just telling you. Because it doesn't want. make sense. So you're that's just saying, want. I need some more validation. I don't. Okay. People, People out okay. there right, that's right, getting right, on right, Richard's right. nerves. What, what, that's what they what want. Valid, so you okay. take them somewhere. Hey, I want you to take them somewhere. A rookie seventh-round pick took a team to the NFC Championship. Uh, there are teams, there are quarterbacks out there that you give more credit, ain't never touched a, a I championship game. I, Richard, I understand and, all uh, that. I understand that. I'm trying to understand. I can understand arguments and debates, yeah. Skip. I can understand. But arguments and debates without any substance, without any credibility, yeah. I do not understand. And, okay. and by the way, if you hear the first of this, I think Cam has a nickname for Brock Purdy because I think he called him Brat Parity, Brad Parity. I think that's what I heard. Brad is in. I think his. I think his. Like, I think his little southern accent kind of got in the way know. of him saying Brock I'm not Purdy. Sure but about that. Even what? Even what he's saying about Dak? It's like what? Okay. Are we, what? 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 What's what? Okay, but he argument. went both ways. He he. he called him first, the He calls him a, a game changer, and then he says, "And Dak, I throw him in as a game manager." No, he's not. But all he. But see. But see, you're not listening to. Anything that I'm saying, if you if you think about the names, Brock Purdy, Tua, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott, they haven't taken their teams to the place that people want them to be. Ooh, I, well, just, just when you I'm trying just to. listen. I'm trying For to. one, knucklehead, just listen. I'm trying to. Where he didn't say that about Joe Burrow. No. He didn't say that about Patrick Mahomes. He, he, he mentioned Mahomes early as but a he didn't game say, changer. But he no. didn't say game manager, no, game changer, mm -hmm. because they have taken their teams to okay. places that these guys haven't. I don't think so, he even mentioned Burrow, but go ahead. No, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. He didn't, yeah. he didn't no. mention him. Mm -mm. It, that's all I'm saying. Where Brock Purdy, being Mr. Irrelevant, 
does not get the benefit of the doubt in people's eyes. He get it in ours, but not in people's eyes because he hasn't quite got to where they think he should be. Stop saying the only other place he could have went is the Super Bowl. That's the only other place he could have went. You go to the Super Bowl, guess what? You go to the Super Bowl, guess what? He's a rookie. He was a rookie, and he took his team to the NFC Championship. You're saying he? Your argument is saying he didn't take his team. Cam Newton has been to one Super Bowl, one NFC Championship. So Brock Purdy has been to the same amount of NFC Championships as Cam Newton, and he's going into his second... He's in the middle of his second year. So he technically could not be to another NFC championship because it's only his second season. So for you to make the argument, he hasn't taken his team where people want him to go. There's only one more game left after where he went. Why in the hell is everybody knocking Brock Purdy if that's not the because, case. Because what, what I'm just saying, they have no reason to knock him. It's insanity. It's the insanity so why, of expectations. So why does it keep happening? Because it's the insanity of expectations. People put more credibility in where you were drafted than how you actually perform. Whoa, whoa, they put did, more credibility. Trent Williams say two days ago, he said if he were the second pick in the draft, we'd, be, we'd say he's the next Aaron Rodgers. That, right? that, that is correct. Yeah. This no. is why I'm saying... Because he's Mr. Irrelevant at the bottom of the draft and yeah. hasn't taken them to where people expect for or want him to go, they're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. If you right. are the second pick of the draft, the eighth pick of the draft, the ninth, the twelfth, the twenty-second, right. they're going to give him okay. the benefit of the doubt. That's just what it is. Okay, but I believe if Cam had sat down and carefully watched Seattle at San Francisco just this past Sunday, the way I just watched it on TV, the last thing you would think you were watching was a game, game manager. manager. No, game managers don't throw deep crossers to touchdowns in stride. They just don't. They just don't. They don't. All right. Hold your thoughts on that. Because we got to get get back to reality here because, (laughs) wait a second, (laughs) you two Laker fans, I think last night was back to reality for LeBron and the Lakers. Whoops. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. When it comes to travel, We all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us. But we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Okay, we've talked too too much so far. It's your turn now. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet. 
Draymond for no reason. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, uh, what the reason this time? Not this time. Tweet number two from Jared. Cam Newton talking about other quarterbacks. Why so salty? That's the late, great Heath Ledger and his role of his life. That's for Still sure what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. Robert Merrill has tweet number three. When you keep touching yourself because you know you're the cleanest on set. You know what? Oh, well. I you know appreciate what? that. You know what? You win today. I appreciate that. I'm you, doing my you got it all, best man. playmaker you impression. You got going on. Yeah, by the way, speaking of nice, the playmaker, uh, Richard's doing his best. But we had the real playmaker last night because our man Michael Irvin was there last night as his Dallas Mavericks beat Keyshawn's and Richard's Lakers. Here's what Michael posted. Hey, y'all see this? Ah! I just want to skip them to know we beat the champs. They the champs. NC the tournament champ. Don't matter what champ. You call yourself a champ. We beat you. I want y'all to see that. We gonna do a Texas three-step this year. We won in baseball. We gonna win in football. And then we gonna win in basketball. That's called a Texas three-step. <laughs> I would hope that Michael had better seats than that. <laughs> I like the Texas three-step. Oof. It's got potential for me but speaking of last night at Dallas where the Mavs were playing back to back after winning the night before in Memphis Lakers gave up 71 in the first half to the Mavericks without Kyrie Irving but the Lakers did make a run led early in the fourth quarter tied 640 left up three with a minute left but too much Luka and way 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 too much Dante Exum who had a career night with seven threes five of those threes in the fourth quarter alone. So much for Saturday night's championship celebration. Back to the real world. Lakers as two and a half point favorites at Dallas lose by two to a team without Kyrie playing back to back. Keyshawn, scale of one to 10, how disappointing was this night for you? Well, I, I would call it a five, um, given the fact that they was playing so well in tournament games, and this is what we wanted to see. We wanted to see what would happen when it's not a tournament game. Yep. Now, the big three, they showed up. And what I mean by the big three, I'm talking about Austin Reeves, LeBron, and AD. Yep. They played phenomenal, 90-plus points between the three of them. But when you don't get anything from Cam Reddish, you don't get anything from D'Lo, no. you know, and you sit there and Hachimura, and you're sitting there, you're going, well, come on. You guys have got to step up on one end of the floor, yep. and they were not. So... You know, it's one of those situations where Luca was doing Luca things. He was. He had a hell of a pass or a wraparound. I don't know how he All saw the way that. Back to the top. Yeah, I don't know how he saw that. But you, you, you look at this and you say to yourself, to send a real message to the rest of the NBA is when you come out of Vegas and now you your first game out of Vegas is this. People are now looking at you going, oh, okay. Well, have the same intensity that you have for the tournament in these regular season games against people that you could potentially see yep. in the playoffs, like a Dallas, like a Denver, like a Phoenix, like a Sacramento. Teams that you're going to see in the playoffs, you got to play better. Yep. They got to. Yeah, <clears throat> but this is what I was afraid of. I think mine is a six, Skip, okay. because I, I kind of expected it, but I, I was leaving it. I was leaving hope. And this is what I told Keith. This is why I didn't like this championship being celebrated, because we, we have these random, random letdown games, and, and it's like, Bro, what are we doing? What are we doing? We don't play. You don't play hard. You don't play defense. 
Vanderbilt is all of a sudden back out with a back injury. We can't throw multiple defenders at Luka Doncic. Yeah. Uh, we throw Cam Reddish at him, but he struggles a little bit. Then usually in that situation, you would throw Jared Vanderbilt at him and mix it up and switch it up, but you don't have somebody else to throw at him. I, they, they're playing without Kyrie. They get 32 from Tim Hardaway Jr. It's, it, I just don't understand where the defense goes. The defense in the tournament, we're playing such hard defense, switching, effort, attitude, consistently, blocking shots. And then we get back into this normal mode, and it's like we turn our defense off. It's like we turn the defensive settings off, and that's the frustrating part for me. I agree. Keyshawn, we both said to you yesterday, you can't raise a banner for this. It's, it's sending the wrong message to the team. And even though LeBron James is one of the greatest leaders in the history of sports, and he led them through those seven games to this championship, and, and I give him high praise for that, I thought he sent the wrong message on Saturday night because I thought the first words out of his mouth should have been, okay, now back to business. Right. Now let's get back on track to what, what really counts for us, which is June, not December, June. They made us play this little tournament, so I said, watch this. And we won $500,000 a piece, and those guys down at the end of the bench got a nice check out of this. Okay, check that box. But the big box is unchecked. And yet, you're, you're resting on your laurels because there was no defensive commitment in the first half last night. You give up 71 at Dallas to, without Kyrie? That's just wrong to me. That, and it wasn't Dante Exum in the first half. It was more of him in the second half. So he did have a career night. And Keyshawn, to your point, on offense, the big three really came to play because if I told you these numbers sitting in this chair yesterday, you would have said we win by 15 or 20, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Because even AD, and, and he was kind of gimpy and limpy last night. I don't know what's going on. 37 to 11. But, but look at these numbers, 15 out of 21. So he gives you 37 and 11, but, but 15 out of 21, he had a big three mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, you got this. LeBron's numbers are great, 14 to 20. Maybe could have made a few more shots at the rim. He left a few short, but 14 to 27 for 33 will work. And Austin Reeves was sensational in the fourth quarter. Right. And I thought, okay, okay, okay. And yet you, you, you dug too deep a hole and then you try to dig it out and then Dante Exum, who was shooting 29% from three, hits five in the fourth quarter. You, you, you can't overcome it. You can do all you can, but you, you know, you're not going to dig out of that hole. So the, the point is their defensive intensity, was, it, it was shameful to me. It's an indictment off Saturday night. That they overwhelmed the, the young Pacers, although yeah. they got a few vets out there. Miles Turner is a veteran. They, they overwhelmed them with defensive intensity, the likes of which I haven't seen all year. But it was a tour de force of intimidation on the defensive end, right. where Miles Turner is overmatched. Right. And AD is playing at a top five player level, and, and everybody's committed to the three-point line defense, and Indiana can't buy a three because they got hands in the face. Last night, Dallas's three-point shooters are like, oh, okay, I got this. Yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far to, to try and tie the in-season tournament to this loss. I'm not going to go that far like you, Skip, and sit there and say, well, they were so much focused on the in-season tournament that this was a big letdown because of that. They just played bad defense. They scored, the three scored and done this. LeBron James done the same. He's been doing the same thing all year long. He has. Okay, AD, yep. for the most part, for the most part, has played pretty good basketball. Mm -hmm. And Austin Reeves have turned from the beginning of the season where he got used to being a starter mm -hmm. to now being the sixth man and coming off the bench. 
has now gotten back to, oh, this is why they paid him. Right. <laughs> this is why they paid him, because before it was like, why did they pay him? Right. Yeah. Now it looks different. But it has nothing to do with the in-season tournament, because these are head scratchers, and they wasn't in the in-season tournament, whether it was Philadelphia, whether it was OKC. Yeah, it was. Those games were blowouts, and it wasn't the in-season tournament. Yeah, yeah. As I pointed out that, yesterday, go ahead. Go sorry, ahead. sorry. Yeah, no, but so, so raising the banner... Has nothing to do with this loss. But Twelve days before they raised the banner, because they lost by forty-four. I understand that. That's but, like but here's what I would say to you, Skip: the next two games mm -hmm. is San Antonio and at San, San Antonio, Antonio in San, San Antonio. Antonio. Now if they and go by out the way, there. They have lost seventeen in a row. There you go. So if they go out there and they lose one of these two to San Antonio. Now you there. and I can have a different conversation <laughs> about the in-season tournament. And we yeah. will. Then they got the Knicks. Then the Bulls, mm -hmm. then the Timberwolves, okay, Ant, Ant Man or whatever, you know. No, they're, they're playing very yeah, well. Yeah, but I'm saying that, that they got the Timberwolves. Okay. So that's the next five games. But it's highly popular. You should maybe win five in a row. If you you should probably win five in a row. If you go four and one, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Anything less than that, mm -hmm. now we can have a conversation. But it, it's just it that the, the thing about the end season tournament that really frustrated me, Keith, because you showed me what you could do. You showed me. Yeah. That's why oh, it's yeah. frustrating yeah. in season because yeah. you gave me playoff intensity. Understood. You gave me playoff effort. You showed me that y'all can play this defense that we've been hoping y'all. The Lakers fans, we sit there watching games like, there it is. There like, it is. Okay, so we got a team. So you guys can't play like this. LeBron goes four for four from three in the quarterfinals. He like, and again, they didn't play bad. I mean, did they shoot fifteen for twenty nine from three? I mean, when they shoot like that and LeBron plays like you expect them to win, but you got to play defense. Would you say, Skip, that, that that Indiana team, that Indiana team is a better team than what the Lakers lost to last night without Kyrie? Would you say that? No. I, I don't know if I'll tell you you know what? They're, they were playing hotter and better. They, right. they were performing at a higher level than Dallas has been. Even though Dallas has been pretty, what are they? They're 15 and 8 now, but Indiana was on like college rah rah fire. There was right. March Madness. See, when I look them. at it, I would say without Kyrie, mm -hmm. that Indiana team you just mentioned mm -hmm. that was on fire playing a mm -hmm. certain way was a better team. That the, then okay. that team last night that you the Lakers lost to. You destroyed that team. That's what I'm saying. They were not you ready for them. prime time. Right. That you could just the, the, the lights were too bright, the stage was too big, and the Lakers said, watch this. To your point, I have not seen them play any game all year to the level they played in the championship game, which it was the championship game. But when LeBron decides, and yet what was his big message after the game? That AD looked LeBron in the eye before the game and said, I, I got this. Right. Uh, I'm, and, well, AD and, had a, basically a repeat performance. He, he, yeah, I mean, he basically had a repeat performance. You can't blame him for this. You can't blame him. You just uh, The defense, though. Like, the guys that we got, and I'm not sure what happened to Jared Vanderbilt. He's been injury-riddled this year. Yeah. But, like, that's a game where you need him. That's yeah. a game. Luka Doncic, I need you to be a stopper. You, like, nobody's going to stop him because he's one of the greatest basketball players in the NBA right now. But I need you to not let him go off the way he did. Yeah. I, need, I need somebody to stop Tim Hardaway Jr. I need somebody to keep Dante Exum from being 7-9 from 3. Yeah. Like, that's the part where you're like, man, like, yeah. we're going to just cruise through the regular season again and we're going to... Yeah. Well, that's where the Lakers lost the game at. They lost it with Exum and they lost it with, with Hardaway Jr. Yep. Other than that, Luca's going to get his 28. That's right. just he, he just does. Yeah, he's going to get his 28 I, I plus. That's just what he does. Can, can we see Dante Axum's five threes in the fourth quarter? Because they are all huge. 
Ooh, the first two games crazy. leads. These are five in a row. See how unguarded these are. That's unguarded. LeBron just didn't get out. Because Wide you're thinking open. he's a 29%er. You Bang. know, like, okay. And there's two. Wide there's open. Two. Bang. And it was his Austin night. Reeves. I mean, he, you know, Bang. it's his night. And yep. I'm yeah. sure when they went into scouting, Look. they said we can Austin. he's with us. Yeah. I'm sure when they went into scouting, the first thing they said is he's with us. Yeah. Don't and, worry about that. Leave him alone. He's and, with us. Well, well, I can understand that. Yeah. The last but three just gave five, him cushions. It doesn't like, matter, though. Gotta, yes. gotta, somebody got to come out there. When and they go into a game plan and they're looking at it and the scouting report says he's with us. Don't worry about him. And that's why he's knocking down wide open threes. It, at that point in time, it's too late. He already done. He already didn't hit the stroke. There's nothing yeah. you can do. So, Keyshawn, there was one silver lining to this game last night. LeBron James hit a walk-off three. It was a buzzer beater. If we could see it, it was a hellacious shot. You want to talk about clutch? <laughs> I feel like yeah. this is setting something up for you, Clutch. Five, four, three, two, one. Bingo. Uh, unfortunately, that only cut the final score to Dallas by two. So it didn't really matter. But it was a great shot. It was clutch. You got to give it up to LeBron for that, right, Keith? Weren't you impressed? Scale of one to ten, you give that a nine. Nick Young, the former teammate of Draymond Green, joins us. Skip, you play. I'll tell you what. I had to do it for Keith's sake. Oh man, he loves these Lakers. All right. Speaking of, yes, as Keyshawn just said, Nick Young. You know Nick Young very well. He's oh yeah, swaggy, swaggy P. Former teammate of Draymond, he's going to join me in just a moment to talk about Draymond. I am joined now by L.A.'s own Nick Young, maybe better known as Swaggy P. He was a two-time first-team All-Pac-10 at USC, drafted 16th overall, played 12 NBA seasons, including four with the Los Angeles Lakers. And he did win a 2018 ring with the Golden State Warriors. So, last night, Draymond Green, of course, got ejected for a third time this season, this time for throwing a, I guess you'd call it a punch at Nurkic. So, Nick, you know Draymond. What was your initial reaction when you first saw this? As a fan of Draymond, it's getting harder and harder, yeah. you know, to defend this. But uh, this is not even basketball right now for no. Draymond. It's just every other week he's getting ejected, getting in the media for the wrong things, you know. Yeah. So it, it, it's tough. It's tough. And I know it's tough on, on the team, man. For sure, the way they plan is it's not helping the you know, situation. Yeah. Yeah. What was he like when you were there in 2018? What, 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 like sort of behind closed locker room doors, what, what was he like as a team leader? Well, as a leader and as a basketball player, Draymond was, was the best. I ain't off the court. When you get to know Draymond, he's a good dude. Even I had my run-ins with Draymond when I was playing against him. So I didn't know what like to Like practice expect. run-ins? Yeah, practice before. I mean, I played for the Lakers. Oh, he when you were doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, um, and Draymond, he, to Draymond's point, he yells at everybody on the team. He don't show favoritism. Okay. So I would give him that. Because I remember one time I shot a crazy shot, and he was like, <laughs> we don't do that here. We play championship basketball. So that was in the back of my mind when I was, you know, doing the swaggy P moments. But at the same time, you let him get away with so much, you know. What kind of shot do you, 
did you take? Do you remember? Just yeah. like some wild three some or something? Wild three, step yeah. back three. And that was the first time I was like, welcome to the Warriors. Okay. <laughs> Although uh, Steph and Clay take wild shots on a nightly basis, but they often yeah. go in, right? For sure, for sure. All right. <laughs> so in this case, is this in your eyes as an ex-NBA star, is this completely over the line to to do a 360 spin? And it looked like he had a bald fist for a, a second, and then I, I think he hit with more of the side of his hand. Yeah. But is this completely over the edge to you? Yeah, for sure. Um, you only see stuff like this in the UFC, you know? <laughs> That's but, what I said yeah. to start the show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, but, you know... Um, after, like I said, they let Draymond be Draymond for too long. He cussed out KD. And he got, did. Got into it with Jordan Poole. So he did. They helped create this, you know. Uh, the the league or the team or both? The Warriors, both pretty both. much. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, you let him get away with so much, Draymond going to continue to be Draymond. He ain't got that David West or... Iguodala there to, you know, be a vet to help him out. Oh, you know what? I, he misses Iggy for yeah, sure because Iggy sure. was really the conscience <laughs> of that team. I, Iggy, sure. he's got strength to him, man. Yeah, yeah, so, and now you look down the line, down the bench, you don't really got nobody that could kind of control him, so. Would you agree with me? I told these guys to start the show. The Draymond I have carefully watched over the years He's got some basketball genius about yeah. him because as the sort of playmaker for that team, he's, he's kind of the, the offense does pretty much run through him. For sure. And he has gotten Stephen Clay a bunch of open looks with his ball sure. screens and, and j just his knack, his feel yeah. for it, right? Yeah, you would love to play with somebody that don't worry about scoring. Like as a scorer, like for Steph, that's a dream come true because somebody trying to get you open and trying to get you the ball mostly every time down the court. Uh, you would love to play with that. But now it's just, you know, after the four championships, I feel like he's this is entertainment for him now. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> this like, is the like way he's, you... <laughs> he's gone over the edge sort of through the looking glass into being a showman. And yeah. I, I keep bringing up that I'm going back two years ago was game one at Memphis. He gets thrown out, and then he takes a, a victory lap all the way around the whole arena for the Memphis fans, and he's dapping them all up. Yeah. And, and now, now you've gone into caricature mode. You're, yeah. you're, you're, it's just straight comedy to me, and, and it's clownish. Yeah. But he is a showman, and his podcast has been very successful. And as you know, he's going to segue right out of this right into out. a TNT seat, and he might be the next Charles Barkley. For sure. All of which is great, but it doesn't help the current Golden State Warriors. Yeah. I feel like at this time for the Warriors, it's almost the writing's on the wall. You probably got to blow this team up. And and I feel for Bob Myers, you know, I know he didn't want to probably be in that situation because all them guys, they, you know, talked to him. They was there from the start. So yeah. I feel that's like the reason he's not well, there. Well, isn't that what he did? Yeah. He get out while the getting was good. He just said, I see that handwriting yep. and yep. I, I'm out before it all implodes sure. because Draymond is starting to go completely out of control. Mm -hmm. Steph's getting it. I think Steph's 35 now. So all of a sudden, and Steph's playing at a very high level. Still, yeah. Clay, maybe not so much. Yeah, I feel for Clay. And now all of a sudden, it starts to. You know, Kaminga starts getting exposed. Is he that good? Because you need him to, yeah. to to do more, and he 
he's only this good. He's not that good. Okay, so do you see them having a long, hard road the rest of the year? Yeah, especially in the West. The West is tough. Uh, and sad to say, they, they miss a guy like Jordan Poole, somebody that could come in and give you instant offense. And, you know, the nights where Clay not, you know, being Clay or Steph not being Clay, you need that, that go-to. And I feel like they missed that. They ain't got a young scorer. They're mm -hmm. still just a vet core yeah. and... Draymond barely been there this season. You know, he's been yeah. ejected what, two or three times three, already. Three, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're not even to Christmas. Yeah. He's been gone three times. <laughs> he got suspended with five games already. So. Yeah, and by the way, that five-game suspension, I'm pretty sure it'll be ten this time, if not more, because this yeah. commissioner yeah. is not going to like this look. No. That's just a bad look. <laughs> For okay. sure. Back to the Jordan Poole incident we were kicking around to start the show. How did you feel? Somebody leaked the video or we wouldn't know anything about it, but how did you feel about the internal sort of impact on the locker room when, when Draymond just steps up and decks him? And I'm, I'm sure Jordan Poole said some things yeah. that would, would warrant getting decked, but you just, to me, you just can't cross that yeah, line. Yeah, you can't cross that line. Yeah. And that's a teammate. As a teammate, you... You don't want to knock your teammate out. You don't treat him like a guy off the streets, you know. And when you let so much go and you trade Jordan Poole after that incident, Draymond going to continue to be Draymond. He's, you know, if you let that, I know. Yeah. You trade, let KD leave after, you know, they get into it on national TV. They got into it. <laughs> And reportedly, Draymond called Kevin the B-word yeah. on the bench yeah. at Clippers yeah, when sure. they got into it about who's going to bring the ball up the floor, right? Yeah. You're supposed to let KD take that shot, dribble the ball up, let KD be KD. And you there, you know, but besides that, you hit Jordan Poole, they send Jordan Poole away, and now it's, you stuck with Draymond. You know, yeah. and at this point, it's, as a friend of Draymond, I, I hate to see this because he, he really is a good dude off the court. I understand. Yeah. I, I believe that. But, yeah. No. But it's harder to even trade for Draymond right now. <laughs> so back in your Laker days, yeah. when you would get into it with him, is he up there as one of the all-time trash talkers, or how, how did you interact? Is it trash uh -huh. talk, or is it like little cheap shotty things? Little or, cheap yeah. shots. Yeah. He, he's more of a cheap shot guy, yeah. you know, but... Um, he tends to do that to a lot of uh, Europeans. <laughs> okay, he's done that. He, he has. We got yeah, Sabonis and we got uh, Nurkic and, yeah, and obviously Gobert. Now. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And the Gobert thing was clownish to me because, like, you, you have a, a little heart for this. He's protecting his teammate to start with because Gobert's up there with his hands on yeah, Clay yeah. trying to pull Clay away from Jaden McDaniels. Yeah. And and then he he headlocks him, but he he carries him like twenty feet back. Man, right. I understand. We don't people don't like Gobert. Gobert is the, the, yeah. the most unlikable guy. Mm -hmm. But you know you don't run in there and grab somebody by their neck, <laughs> and, and then just pull him and pull him yeah, and pull yeah. him until so, it's showtime, right? Yeah, Draymond had a lot of UFC. He's got um, UFC. Yeah, he's, he's got, got he's got WWE. WWE yeah, yeah, show right? Yeah, you know how he ran out. That's how they be running down the the ramp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so give me a quick thought, and we'll get into it more a little later, but. 
Lakers off just last night. Oh. Were you disappointed in them? We just kicked this around. Um, no, I wasn't disappointed. Just because, you know, they came off a high. You know, the, we knew the letdown was going to come, you know, after that game. You know, they ain't got a chance to let Vegas, you know, lead a system yet. So, uh, you know, they're still going to be the number one team, you know, after it's all said and done. You, you think they are, they're as good as anybody in the West? Well, I think they won trade away. Oh, you do? You, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you have any ideas about who that could be? Uh, I'd say they go get somebody in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Zach Levine. But it's going to cost you some pretty serious stuff. You don't give stuff. away Reeves. Okay. Yeah, no you Reeves. You sold on Austin Reeves? Yes, that's my guy. You know, I'm really? sold on him. He's the third option for sure right now. But okay. I say you package probably Rui or D'Lo and a pick or two. And okay. If they make that happen, LeBron could play for the next three or four years. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and what do you love about Austin Reeves? Um, the fact that he steps up to the challenge, you know, and uh, he came out of nowhere. Nobody expecting Austin Reeves to be, to turn into the third option, you know. I undrafted. Like, <laughs> undrafted. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I like that in a player, you know. And, you know, as a guy like Ben in similar situations, I love to see guys like that get their uh, moment for sure. Because you, you mean similar, I mean, you're a 16th overall yeah. pick, but then you bounced around a little yeah, bit. You sure. had to reprove, reprove, reprove. He's yeah. got that six man's uh, yeah. title now, so I like that. All right. Good job. Yeah. We will welcome you back <laughs> a little bit to go deeper inside the Lakers in just a few minutes. But up next, a New England insider says the decision has been made. Bill Belichick will be gone after this season. Oh. We discuss next. Okay, so here's what Patriot insider Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston had to say yesterday about Bill Belichick on my friend Christian Fourier's show in W, uh, I'm sorry, on WEEI in Boston. Check this out. The indications I got after the Germany game was basically that, you know, a decision had been made and that the team would be proceeding in a different direction at the end of the season. And as a result, I think that that's why we don't see Robert Kraft speaking to the local media, avoiding reporters at the owners' meetings. All I can tell you that I, you know, have had indicated to me is, you know, things have gone too far and that, you know, at the end of the season, there would be a parting of the ways. Okay, so for the record, Tom Curran has often been right with his reporting, but he's occasionally been wrong with the same type reporting on the Patriots. But his point is that the decision was made after the Patriots lost 10 to 6 to the Colts in Frankfurt on November 12th, and that nothing else will matter the rest of the year. Obviously, they just beat Pittsburgh, but any other victory the rest of the year won't change the decision that has been made, according to Tom Curran. So, Keyshawn, you've obviously been a Belichick defender. How right do you believe this report is? I mean, look, if, if, if somebody's reporting it, that's their knowledge of what's going on from wherever they're getting it from. I know he's probably not getting it from Mr. Kraft. He's probably not getting it from Jonathan. I've never known, and I've been knowing the Kraft since... You have. 96. You have. Yep. At dinner, setting boxes, been on trips. Yep. I've never known them to disclose 
Okay. What their intentions are on anything, especially in that particular building. That building in general is like Fort Knox, man. It's locked down. It's yep. locked down. Yep. From the top all the way to the bottom. Agree. They don't allow things to seep out through cracks. So it, it's it's a little puzzling and to hear someone say the decision has already been made. Had he said they're still mulling over a decision, they're still trying to figure out what they want to do, but to say the decision has already been made, that mm -hmm. they're going to part ways at the end of the season, everything that I know coming out of New England, Bill Belichick is still operating as if he's going to be there into next year. By the way, quick point. He was asked at his media session today repeatedly, what's your future? And he said, we're on to Kansas City. So go ahead. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, but, but, but that's, that's one of his lines. All right. But when I say operating mm -hmm. as if yeah. nothing's changed and I'm getting prepared to next year, I'm talking about meeting with scouts to talk about the draft, meeting with scouts to talk about the bowl games, meeting with personnel to decide do we want to trade or do we want to cut this guy and bring somebody in off the practice squad? Things like that. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's a little puzzling to me because usually when you know the writing is on the wall, no matter who you are as a coach, everybody starts to close their doors, put the little blinds down. They, you know, the doors, you know how I go. Yes, we walk down the hallway, the door is this cracked this much. Mm -hmm. You got to open up the door to talk to somebody. Right. That's not happening in New England right now. So, Look, if Tom Crane feels like that he has the scoop and he wants to get out there early before everybody else, God bless him. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> and Skip, did you say something about the owners' meetings that he wasn't? Oh, he, uh, Tom Curran said. Tom Curran. That Robert Kraft is avoiding media at the owners' meetings. I've never known a Mr. Kraft yeah. other than policies about mm -hmm. what's going on in the league to ever talk about his team at the owner meetings. I've never known him to do that. I, I, I can't say I remember anything uh, of substance being said. But what I will say, I, I guess we can only speak on a speculation because that's the point of discussion, is if it is true, it's, 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 it should be, it's wrong. It's wrong. Because, first off, this is a franchise that's always controlled the narrative. I mean, at least for Absolutely. the last three decades. They, they've controlled the narrative. Yes. So for, for this to be the time where they don't control the narrative would be, would be odd. But since Bill Parcells was there in 93, he got mm -hmm. hired in 93, mm -hmm. they have been the, the epitome of, of stability and, 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 hey, they're in the right direction. They're win, lose, or draw. You know that they're going to be in the fight. They, they're an organization that you would say is, is an organization most organizations will look to to say, hey, this is how you should be run. But... If they fire Bill Belichick right now, they will be walking into an era of instability, uncertainty, and anxiety that, this, that they have not dealt with in three decades. Nobody can come in this facility, nobody can come into this organization after Bill Belichick leaves or resigns or retires. or, or If he gets fired, that's, that's, totally, that's a whole different set of worms, but, oh, a can of worms. Mm -hmm. But if he gets fired and somebody else comes in, they're going to get fired. Because the, ex the expectations oh, God, yes. are unrealistic. But that's what happened to Pete. Yeah. Pete followed Bill. He did. When you follow Bill P, who set a certain standard like you're talking about, they went Bill to a Parcells. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I, I said yeah. P, but Bill Parcells. Mm -hmm. Keep, you know. Okay, that's your boy. You, you, stop. <laughs> you follow him, 
It's tough. It's tough. It they is, lost to Green Bay in the Super Bowl, but you followed a coach that's going into the Hall of Fame. Now, mm-hmm. Pete took him to the pro, took him to the playoffs, but he didn't get a long runway. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now, all of a sudden, Mr. Kraft says, I can't deal with this past three years. Right. Boom. That's the same thing you're saying now. Mm-hmm. And you I had my doubts about Pete as a head coach, and then he comes to your school, and history happens, yes. right? And it, he's still making history in Seattle. Right. It, it, 50 it, on Oklahoma, but yes, it, I understand. It uh, could have been 80, but go ahead. Seriously. It, it, it could have been. Yeah. It, it, you never want to go second, Skip. We talked about this with the great you know, quarterbacks. You brought it up yesterday. Yeah. Quarterbacks. You never want to go second. So after this, like, you're not necessarily – it's like Green Bay with, with Favre to Rodgers. Like, y'all went from Bill Parcells to Pete to, to, to Bill Belichick. That's three great coaches. That's three uh, Hall it, of Fame coaches. Okay, cool. Who you get next? But I was about to say, he, he, that, that you brought that up, here's mm-hmm. what I would say to Skip to that. There's three names that pop in my head that come to mind. You have to, in my opinion, you have to have somebody that understands that culture. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number one is Gerard Mayo, who's on the staff. He does. I mean, okay. He would have a chance to he, be he, pretty a, good, a, maybe a very good. Yep. Then you got Vrabel, if you can pry him away from Tennessee. Maybe. And then you got Bill O'Brien, who was successful as a head coach in Houston, not as a, not not a, as a GM. GM. No. So that's what comes to mind when you st- – because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, who the hell would they go who hire? Would you, who would you hire? I would have to hire somebody there. You notice I didn't mention Matt Patricia right. or McDaniel or none of those guys. Right. I mean, it, that's the only way you could do it because nobody understands this culture. Nobody understands this organization, this city, the way people who have been in the organization, played for the team, understand it. And that's what I'm concerned with for the next coach. If you go outside of it and you try to get cute – you're setting somebody up for failure because right now you don't have the talent on this team to, to succeed. So the coach coming in is likely going to have a bad season no matter how good he coaches. You don't have the quarterback. You don't have the receivers, your defense. Bill Belichick has made, made a lot with a little for, on this defense because yeah. you don't have a ton of talent there. So imagine two years. The way y'all talking about Bill Belichick, they're talking about Bill Belichick like, hey, he needs to go. He's got six Super Bowls. 20 years with this organization, took you to countless more, and y'all are ready to kick him out the door immediately. So imagine a co- co- somebody comes in without that reputation. See, that is, is Skip, and it brought me to what happened with Tom Landry. It was a new ownership change. Mm-hmm. This is not a new ownership change. So when a new owner comes in, the first thing he says, I want my own guy to be the head coach where Mr. Kraft owns a team. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. He's, he's not going anywhere. So I would think... If anything would have happened in this situation, as you called me the Belichick defender, (laughs) I would think he would do a solid bill, meaning Bill Belichick would do a solid for a guy like Gerard Mayo to be able to say, I think I got an option here, whether it's a Washington that has a solid quarterback or possibly the Chargers when that becomes available. They got some stuff. Like, I would Mm -hmm. think that that he would do a solid. Like Bruce Arians did for Todd Bowles. Sort of. Yes. Yes. Okay. You know how I feel about Belichick. I think since 2019, that was a long time ago, since Tom was pushed out the back door in New England and then went immediately to Tampa, you know what happened, Mm -hmm. won a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I think Bill has slowly but surely gotten exposed without Brady. I I always said Brady was 75% of it, Bill was 25% of it. You guys, I don't know if you, but you definitely way disagree with that. I totally disagree. Okay, all right. But Even, even Tom Brady himself disagrees. I, in his heart of hearts, I don't think he does. Even Tom Brady has been on record publicly, to disagree. Publicly, he I'm would. Just... But he's going to say the right things and do the right things. All right. The point is, 
I'll speak as a journalist about Tom Curran as as sort of convincing and and what's the best word? He he, he drove home his points when you heard his sound there with uh-huh. Christian Fourier on WEEI, as convincing as it was, as definitive as he was. He did not then go write it for NBC Sports Boston. He didn't write it up. He didn't tweet about it. And that surprised me a little bit because it would indicate maybe I'm not completely sure about this because if you write it, it lives forever. Now, it got written about and it will live forever off. And he did go on NBC Sports Boston later in the day, in the evening, and and say the same things he, he told Christian. Christian played. Do you know Christian? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. so he's, he's a good dude. But he played for Bill, played with Tom. He won with both of them. He defends Bill. He's told me many times, maybe I have a blind spot here, but once you, you win with somebody, you know, it's in your heart. Right, right, it's right. In you your have soul. loyalty. Yeah. And yet he pushed back hard on Tom's report yesterday and said, I'm not buying it and, and took a stand like I, I don't see it. And his point has been from the start. If you fire Bill, you'll have half the coach. Whoever the next coach is is going to be half the coach. Right. If it's Vrabel, you wouldn't have half the coach. And I don't even know about wh- how realistic it is. To yeah, get I Vrabel. just mentioned because yeah. I'm it's trying the, to think. It's the only yeah. one. It's the, it's the one where you, you saw what Vrabel did on Monday night. Yeah. Vrabel yeah. can flat out oh. coach it. Yeah, and Vrabel would yeah. be a good one. I wouldn't dismiss Gerard Mayo. No? Okay. The reason Mayo was uh, courted by interview by people is because it was real opportunity. He decided mm. to go back to New England yeah. and not pursue for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe the, Mr. Kraft said, hey, when this is over, maybe Bill said yeah. to him, when this is over, it, I'm going to do your solid. Uh, yeah, but whoever, it's a dangerous job to take. It's a dangerous job to take because you're set up for failure and you're likely going to get fired. There's a 95%. In-house, in I don't it, think so. Okay, but at this moment, you have no quarterback to speak uh, unless and you, you, you still high, believe you can salvage Mac. You got a high draft can. pick. You got a high draft mm-hmm. pick. You, you don't have a ton of talent on that defensive side no. of the ball. You have a couple players that, that can play and show some flashes. Mm-hmm. You don't have the receiving core. The tight ends have shown some flashes. Hunter Henry has shown yeah, some things. I'll give you that. But at the end of the day, you're walking into a situation where the fans' expectations are so unrealistic for the team that is, is present right now. They have Super Bowl expectations even with a bottom five roster. They have Super Bowl expectations even without the structure in place. So – no matter what you do, if you're not taking them to Super Bowls and they are not in the next four or five years, unless something extraordinary happens, then you're going to get fired. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a four or five win season, maybe an eight win season, and they're going to say that's unacceptable. Get him out of here. We don't. We we need something different than this. And the the more you do that, King, the more unstable you are, the worse your organization. See, I, w- I would say if an outsider came in, like Pete Carroll did after Parcells left, mm-hmm. yes. But if there's a guy in Gerard Mayo or Vrabel, I don't think that it would be a fireable offense to rebuild mm. something. Somebody else coming in, clean slate, and it doesn't look right. I think that's a, it's just a different, hey, it would take, take on my different legs. ex-coach at Oklahoma, your current coach at yes. USC. Let's just do the hypothetical. Let's say Mr. Kraft says he's the next young NFL genius. Yeah, yes. Like, let's bring him in and, yeah. and deal with the offensive yeah, side. Yeah, we're going to draft ball. Caleb. Yeah, there you go. 
Would that work? Would, would he be fired within two, three yes, years? Probably yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. probably yes. Probably yes. Probably yes. You better get a defensive coordinator because you still, I'm not sure. It, you it's just going to be. No, we just hired Coach well, Lynn. I, I know, but, but it's, it's just going to be such a different way of, of doing everything. Bill was a certain way with the media, and yeah. he's been that way for two decades. Yeah. He's, he's a certain way with players, and the way they bring players, they don't pay anybody. They, they, <laughs> and, and, and the way you can win with Tom Brady is because Tom Brady took less. And you brought guys in, you were able to do this, so it's like, hey, New England doesn't pay anybody. But Tom's like, hey, pay me less, pay them more, pay me $5 million on the side, I'll make a little bit more here and there. I'm just telling you what... Well, I'm, la- I'm only laughing because the Tom Brady take less narrative drives me crazy. That's what he did. But it happened. But he took, he took money worked. on the side. I don't and know what he did on the I side. Do. I don't want to speculate. I'm I don't want to know. I don't want to give it I, out. I'm not, I'm it's not, it wasn't saying. even what he was doing. We, we got it on record. It was a PA. They, they paid him for appearances for New England. He made, can make up to $5 million. It's fine. But what I'm saying... That, look, I don't know if it's fine, but... It's, it's fine. I'm, right. It was in the CBA. Right. It's within okay. the rules. All right. But, okay. but I'm saying... It's, it's going to be hard to rebuild that. It's going to be hard for anybody to chase that yeah. expectation, and that's what these fans are going to be you, expecting you, in Boston. Hey, the, the glaring weakness, as you have brought up many times, Keyshawn, is Bill running the whole show Absolutely. and buying the groceries. It, as it, in it, it, has the never, it has never really worked for anybody. Andy Reid tried it in Philly. It worked for a smidgen, then they had to dismantle. Yeah. Mike Holmgren tried it in Seattle. Yeah. It did not work. Nope. Pete decided to, hey, well, I'm a partner with Snyder, and we're going to do this. Okay, Kyle Shanahan partnered with John Lynch. Agreed. They're on the same – when you're on the same page, sure. it, it goes. I got it. But when you try and do the whole thing, it just it doesn't okay, work. But when you have had iron-fisted control of a franchise for 20 – what are we up to now for him? 23 years or whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, to to give that up and say, I'll be half the guy over here. I'll, but I'll you, defer to him. But, but with those 23 years, though, Skip, came a lot of exits from guys that were there with him. They wind up going to get jobs. You're correct. So the responsibility yeah. was heavier on Bill to try yeah. to do what they did, and yeah. you can't do it. And, and, and to Just this can't. point, like, there may be, need to be upgrades to a lot of the, the, the things, they, the structures they have in place. When Pete talked about it, we had a podcast earlier this season about his time in New England when he got hired. He had all these expectations when he came in. He's going to treat the players good. He's going to do this. He's going to do this. Well, New England, New England was feeding them sandwiches for, for lunch. And he was like, wait, can we get a, a – a, a, now, this is 20 years ago. This is 30 years ago. So, so not right now, but it was just a different mentality come, when he came in than what he thought it was going to be. And he thought he would have more control over what they would do and how they would spend money, and that's not the way the crafts work. And so when you come in, I'm wondering how that is at this well, day. Well, now the crafts spend money. Okay. They're the only – they were the first, and I don't know if others are – you know, they were the first to have their own private jets. Private jet, not yeah. go to American Airlines mm-hmm. United, their own 727s to fly their own team mm-hmm. to the game. So he stepped up for sure. Yeah. There's no question about it. He, Bill, is now 18 games under Oh, five God. Under, 18 <laughs> under five without Tom Brady. Oh, God. Stop. That's all you need to know. But up next, Mahomes apologizes. Did he need to? Here's what Patrick Mahomes had to say about his meltdown at the end of Sunday's home loss to Buffalo. 
obviously can't can't do that. I mean, can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in, in life. Um, so I probably regret acting like that. Um, but more than anything, I mean, I, re- I regretted the way I, I acted towards uh, Josh after the game because he had nothing, nothing to do with it. And, um, so I, I was uh, I, I was still hot and emotional. Um, but you can't do that, man. It's not a great example uh, for for kids watching the games. A WROC TV camera caught Mahomes telling Josh Allen, as you just saw, wildest effing call I've ever seen. Offensive offsides on that play, man, effing terrible. So, Keyshawn, you defended Mahomes on Monday's show. I'm just you, a defender of everything. You are. You are, you, you are <laughs> a, a defender. You're an apologist is what you are yeah. for all these people. But mm-hmm. do you still feel the same way after what Mahomes said yesterday? Well, the same thing that I said to you on mm-hmm. Monday about his actions is the same way. I said to you, I said, cooling off, period. And you said to me, well, he saw it in a locker room. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The emotion. Oh, that's when he spoke to the media. We're yeah. not talking about on the yeah. sidelines. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about... On the sidelines and in the locker room, seeing it again. Your emotions are riding so high. No doubt about okay? that. Okay, regardless yeah. to what you saw on the tape, you still saw the flag being thrown on the field. Even though your eyes are saying, well, he didn't, it doesn't matter. Because I'm still, at this point, I'm extremely mad. I'm frustrated. I'm disappointed. I got two games that ended in a certain way that are losses on my record now. When I know we have an opportunity and a chance. So now comes the calling off period, cooling off period, like I told you yesterday. You gotta get it cooling up. Once it comes down, and then all the talking heads, the Richard Shermans, the Skip Baylesses, mm-hmm. you're hearing that. Yeah. You're hearing that, nonsense. and people are calling you and texting you and saying, man, and now you're talking to your agent. So now it's like, okay, here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna apologize. Mm. I like that about him. That is, that is legit to me. Because he took a step back, and it's not phony, because he realized, you know what, kids are watching. I shouldn't, I'm a bigger person than this. I shouldn't have went at it this way. I got to be calmer in the situation. That's real to me. Right. That's not some phony baloney guy up there. Well, you know, that's not, that's not what that is. And I like that about Patrick Mahomes, because that's the way he's always been since he's been the starter in Kansas City. Now, as far as apologizing to Josh Allen, I don't know, I mean, me explaining to Richard that that was a bad call. We lost the game of a bad call. I don't, I don't yeah. know why he had to apologize. Yeah, I, I'll say this. To I'll Josh. Say, I, well. He ahead, didn't say ahead. it's your fault, Josh. Well, well could you imagine? No, but, but could Josh you imagine? goes up to, to, to slide it. To, you know, yeah. hug him or do whatever yeah, they're going to do, hug. and all of a sudden he's just spewing Look, all over him. But just imagine this. Imagine this, dude. I'm going to take you back. Imagine Tom Brady and Peyton having one of those epic battles yeah. and Tom coming up to Peyton and being like, man, that was a BS call. You didn't really beat me. Like, that, without that call, I had you. Like, that's not that's not a respect for the game. That's not, you're not giving me my due, my just due. I beat you. We won. Like, just just shake up with me and walk. I'm not I'm not on your team. I'm your I'm your greatest rival. They got a great rivalry. Yep. You don't say that to your greatest rival, like, hey man, like because you're downplaying his win. And I respect I respect Patrick Mahomes for what he did, for understanding the 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 superstar that he is, yeah. the, the platform that he has, the the reach that his image and, and yeah, everything has absolutely. on kids and adults, and being a bigger man and saying, hey, I was wrong right there. I shouldn't have responded that yeah. way. He's a human being, he gets that grace, but hey. I, I like it. I like it. I think this is the right decision. I think this is – it meant a lot to Josh Allen, I'm sure. I'm t- sure it meant a lot to him because as, as competitors, it, it, I would think it's disrespectful. I, I would say 
Because if I watch Peyton do it, I mean, Tom do it to Peyton or, or something like that in a, in a game where you have such regard for these quarterbacks mm-hmm. and you're like, this is the NFL. These are some of the best guys in the NFL. And you're like, dang, he just didn't give him no credit at all for this win. Like, he's like, man, I would have. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I look at it differently because I don't see by him saying that it was a, a messed up call in this situation that cost us a game that he's disrespecting. I know, but Josh he's basically it's a game against you. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it like that. I just don't. But I don't. Dijon, he's yelling it. in his face, basically. You guys just stole this game from us. That's what. That's how that's coming across. I don't see it like that, man. He goes <laughs> over and hugs a dude. Hey, man, you know, good game, da-da-da. And then he goes into that. Right, but it's a ga- if it wasn't a game against him, I would be with you. But it's the game. You're saying they just stole that. That was BS call against us. Uh, I done had conversations him. with dudes after games that we either won or lost. It might have said something along the lines of, man, that was a P.I. They should have called it on you. And... I never said, well, I'm disrespecting this individual. I, feel, I never felt that well, way. It was caught on camera. It's the two big top five I understand. Right? And that's yeah. one of the main reasons yeah. that he issued this apology. It because was. people piling on about it. So I'm sure okay, so Skip, you, he did that. You used the phrase just now, this is the way Patrick's always been. Yeah. The end of the game is not how oh, he's no. always been. That was but he a came departure. Back. Yes, and that's out of the frustration. Sure, I, I got it. But I told you on Monday, and then you snapped back at me. I, don't I snap. said, "Yeah, well, you did." But it was a really bad look for a face of the league in Patrick Mahomes because he's never done that before. I told you that was a flat-out meltdown. At first. I thought he was going after Tony. Like, how dare you? But he was really trying to go after the – he had to be restrained from going off after three different referees. Right. And it was such a departure because it was so ugly to watch that I, it was jarring to my eyes because he's never done that before. Right. And he did – I guess you call it an apology. He, he just tried to put it in a new context yesterday. But It was the, an apology, yeah, Skip. It was. It was. I, again, he – Okay, he, did he use the word apologize? I think he apologized to Josh. I think that's what he did. Okay, fine. But the point of this is, the point is, this is Patrick Mahomes also protecting the farm as in State Farm. Because at some point, your sponsors, the people who pay you a whole lot of money to do all those State Farm commercials that are relentless. Oh, I can't, God, Skip, well, stop. Okay, you don't think his agent that wasn't said? That, that, no. That's hey. not that yes. egregious. Yes. He didn't go yeah. sucker punch a guy. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't push the yeah. referee State down. Farm. He's screaming F-bombs State. at Josh, it, and it's not not what State Farm. screaming at Josh. It, it's not what I'm State Farm you know wants. Skip, it's not what not State Farm if no. State Farm drops the face of the National Football League for because that, because he's then going guess after what? the refs, then, then guess what? All State will pick him up, and that's All State stance. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully, we don't have either one of them as insurance. I mean, but but that's what I'm saying. They're not like, sponsors, are they? I don't think. I don't think. I don't. No, think, they're great commercials. They're great commercials. That's my point. But I, I don't think they're doing it. I think he's doing that because he understands the moment, and yes. I will. I would appreciate that. I yes. appreciate. Hey, I am. The face of this league. Now, not in the arrogant way, not in this. I know how many kids buy my jerseys, watch me, look yes. up to me. I want to show them a better example. I let you down yesterday. Okay. I've seen many people, and I'm not even going to name positions, but I've seen many people have blow-ups on the sideline when something doesn't go right. And we all see it, whether it's sure. breaking tablets, throw helmets, slam things down, mm-hmm. coaches slamming off their headsets. Mm-hmm. 
being yeah. mad. Sure. And they come back after the cooling off period and say, you know what? I probably shouldn't have acted that way. That That's just the frustration side of things. Okay, Skip. but what got me was Patrick said, I did go in the locker room and I looked at the play and watched him line up off sides and he would not give it up when he spoke to the media I, that, because it, he was just, he was furious as, as about it. As I said it. to like, you like six you're, minutes you're, you're ago, rage. You're, you're, I just yes, said to know, you, Skip, you come from the field into the locker room, even if you see it, you don't want to believe it because mm -hmm. what happened on the field is what you saw. You don't see it. You're looking at it on tape. You're like, so it, eh. no, man, that's not right. That's what happens. Well, well what, what they saw was, was they said it happened multiple times in the game and they didn't call it, which ain't right either. You know, that's, that's an indictment on the league and the officials, yeah. and they need to get that corrected because they're saying, hey, they let it slide all game. Why didn't they let it slide for the last play? Well, they shouldn't have let it slide all game. No, they shouldn't it, have. And so, if that was the case. It, 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 and again, then they showed this clip against Miami where, where Jalen Waddle's standing over the ball, almost identical situation. They're like, they didn't call that. Well, it's different. But you know what Jalen Waddle did do? He pointed to the referee. And looked at him and said. And the referee said, okay. The referee said, you're fine. So once the ref says you're fine, yeah. they're not going to throw it. What Tony did was come out of the, uh, the, the, the huddle and hey. point, and that was it. Hey. You have to wave and get the attention. Somebody that did it, for 11 years, I lined up. And I pointed out to the ref, and he didn't see me. I did it, and then he says, go up or come back, and I'm good. Because even, even in a situation, if you're off sides, yeah. that's on him, Skip. If, if you give me a thumbs up, and you, oh, and, and you caught the flag, and they Absolutely. did that to Terry McLaurin. They did that to Terry really? McLaurin yeah, this year. Got, they yeah. did it this year to Terry McLaurin uh, early in the season. I don't know what week it was, but he pointed to the ref. It's on camera. It's on tape. The ref said, you're on. You're good. Did he and thumbs up? Him, he thumbs up and said, you're good. And then as soon as he went, the ref threw the flag. Okay, well, so, I'm throwing the flag on the ref, Exactly. Man. That, that, that's one you could appeal and you can, mm -hmm. you, you, you can go off like Patrick Mahomes was. Because if the ref gave him a thumbs up and said, you're good, you're good and then throw, throw the flag after a play like that, then it, Look, break man, down the building. Rasheed Rice lined up a couple times. Check with the referee. He was good. Tony did not check with him. <laughs> he waved to him coming out of the huddle. Can't what? Do it. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Because yeah. hey. the whole point is... It's you line like, up first. It's right. just like when you are a tackle and you come in as an eligible receiver. Yeah. First thing you're supposed to do is do this. Yeah. Just because you do this mm -hmm. doesn't mean that the referee, you have to literally turn at this dude and go so he can see there was that you're now an eligible day, receiver. Which game right. I was watching, but, but he, he did not go report. You got to go report. Yes. You, even if you got to grab that dude yeah. and say, hey, man. You yeah. got to do it. And they right. announce it. And they announce it to the stadium. Hey, 65 has reported eligible. So yes. the whole stadium they knows you. They used to. I don't think they do it anymore. They, used, they don't do the announcement. Hey, you whatever. played so long ago. You, yeah, you know. it was, it's Sheesh. Ancient, yeah. ancient history. You're getting old. Play with Starback. Starback. Back when OJ was with the Bills. Really good. <laughs> All right. Swaggy P's coming back. He's going to join us again to discuss whether the Lakers can win a real championship this oh, year God. as opposed to that phony one. Obi said we only hang up championship banners. Yeah. Nick Young is back with us, Swaggy P. So now I'm surrounded by three guys from L.A., the one to my left straight out of Compton, the two to my right via Dorsey High School and USC. 
By the way, you guys know each other a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's way younger than you are. That's my, my son, right here. here. Yeah, my son and his son, they boys. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. All right. Yeah, and for real. They grew up together. I know everybody. Yeah. You know what? I, I've never brought up a name on the show that you didn't drop right back on me, right? I know everybody. Let's talk about L.A.'s Lakers here because, obviously, they just won the first in-season tournament. LeBron, of course, won the MVP. They're going to raise that banner, which I don't love, but that's a whole nother issue. So did winning that cup prove to you that this team can and will win a real championship in June? You want to go first? Um, I don't think this proves they will win. I feel like, you know, this is kind of fool's gold because okay. it's like it's one game. It's hard, but it's, it's going to be hard to beat like Denver and Phoenix four times. Mm with the team they got now, but, you know, I feel like you know, we one piece away. I, I'm What's trying that piece? To get, I'm trying to get Zach. I yeah, want to get Zach. He's already on record. He, he gets Zach. Zach but what do you move to get Zach Levine? He's that, conversation, that conversation he is coming up a lot. Hachimura and D'Lo, and maybe a pick. Here and then, yeah, yeah, send whatever pick. Lakers yeah, don't send, draft nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and you got LeBron could play for another three, four years, huh? Hachimura, D-Russ, and a pick. I no, don't D-Lo. Know. Yeah, D-Lo. D-Lo. Oh, D-Lo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what... <laughs> What pick though? Well, you got first. We got, got one 2029, yeah. 2027 yeah. or something. But we wouldn't give, give that up. We wouldn't give that up to go get. Uh, Zach Levine? You no, no, no. We wouldn't give it up a year ago to go get somebody. I'm trying to well, think they, who it was. They gave it up to get rid of Russ. Yeah. They, yeah, gave, they, up they gave it up to give, get, get Russ, but yeah. we wouldn't give it up to go get somebody. I can't think who it was. That no, we were, it was both the picks yeah. and something else to get. Uh, I forget. I what forgot it who it was. But. They may need a Zach Levine. They may need one more piece. There's no question about it. But this is not... See, I look at it. The in-season tournament was just the ability to show that we can play together. And there's a foundation there. When we turn it on and we play a certain way, we can be successful. Mm -hmm. What happened last night without Kyrie Irving? The big three played well. The big three that I call the big three with Austin Reeves and obviously AD... Along with along with LeBron, they played well. Mm-hmm. The others didn't chip in. Right. They didn't play defense. Right. They allow guys that shouldn't be scoring at high clips all of a sudden have career games. Career. Games. And so I don't panic about that. The next five, as I said before, you got San Antonio twice. You got the Bulls in there. You got the Timberwolves. The uh, first, the Knicks. The, the Knicks, Knicks. You got the yeah. Spurs, the Knicks, the Bulls, and the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Is your next five. Yeah. Come out of there four and one or five and zero. Oh. Anything less than that, now that conversation comes up again, Nick. About we need to make some changes. Right. Yeah. And I think I, I think we need a bucket. I think, and Zach Levine is a bucket, and he plays on a he plays defense. And so I don't know if he plays defense. I mean, he sure plays that. good enough. I mean, yeah. everybody. We, we, we as a team weren't playing the greatest defense, and then the tournament happened, and all of a sudden we got defensive right. stoppers, and everybody's effort level is, is at 10. And so I think at the end of the day, like you said, Keyshawn, the role players got to play their role. Cam Reddish, you there to, to, to be a stopper? Stop somebody. Like, sure. we, needed, we needed Jared Vanderbilt to play because, so Cam Reddish can be on Tim Hardaway Jr. and not, mm-hmm. you know, but we, we didn't have the guys we needed – Troy Vincent, um, Troy, Troy Vincent, Vincent Gabe Vincent, Troy <laughs> Vincent, you know, football. Yeah, yeah. I, you had to switch my brain. Yeah, you got Gabe Vincent, a bunch, I understand. Gabe, right, right. Gabe Vincent needs to come back because yes. you need somebody to stop these, these guards from scoring these kind of points. But at the end of the day, the effort, the effort is what changed. When, when the 
confusing thing is when you have them, you get to watch them. I just watch y'all against Indiana. Go crazy. <laughs> and then uh, three days later, all of a sudden, y'all turned it off. Yeah. Like, it's frustrating. Yeah. Hey, he's playing great right now. He is. Yeah. All right. I don't think this team needs Zach Levine. As good as he is, as, as good as it might feel on paper, before the year started, and you laughed at me and thought I was planting some weird seed uh, against LeBron, but I, I picked this team to win it all because on paper, I love this team. I love what Rob Palinka has already put together. He may go get one more piece because he got a whole bunch of pieces at last trade deadline. He is really good at what he does. He is underrated. He did. He should have been the executive of the year last year to reposition this team on the fly to do what it did even against Denver. They had four straight games in which they were right there going into the fourth quarter. Goes either way. Goes either way. LeBron did not play well in the fourth quarter. Nobody really played well in the fourth quarter. And Denver barely pulled out all four games, and it was a sweep. But it was a misleading sweep because that team was good enough to beat Denver last year. If they just had pulled off a couple of those games, we might be having a different conversation. So here we sit, and they just showed you, to, to your point, they showed you for seven games, but especially on Saturday night, that was a tour de force. That was AD at his greatest as a top five player who doesn't always play like a top yeah. five player, but he showed you. He done, he, listen, Miles Turner is pretty good. He's one of the best shot blockers in the league. He got destroyed. He got fouled out. He got bum-rushed right off the floor by Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. The Lakers' defense was suffocating on Pacers, who had been crazy hot from three, and they couldn't buy a three because hands were in face and bodies were bodying up bodies. They, they couldn't find space at the three-point line because that's what this team is capable of doing without Jared Vanderbilt last night, and he had just barely come, he came back for that final game, but – the first thing LeBron said was, we still miss Gabe Vincent because you, you brought him up. Gabe Vincent is a baller. He made so many big shots for the Heat. He will take and make big shots. If you put him in this rotation and you get them reasonably healthy, and AD was kind of limpy and gimpy last night, I don't know what to expect. But if, if you get this team healthy in the postseason, I don't see – Listen, Denver, predictably, after it's, it's like you wobble a little bit after you keep winning all these games and you start to get wear and tear and you're playing so many playoff games. They're starting to wobble a little bit. They're not looking like Denver. I know Jamal's been out for a while. Then Jokic, we're going to talk about it later, but he got thrown out last night, which was shocking to me. But they're, they're gettable. They're, they're beatable. The Lakers can beat the Denver Nuggets to me this year. I think they're – They've got new pieces. Hey, Swaggy, what yeah. does Zach Levine bring in terms? So when you think about Denver, the length of Denver's they, yeah. they're long. That, yeah. Does sure. Zach Levine bring that bring us more length than we already have? Yeah, but it brings that that score too. And LeBron don't have to work so hard at 39. In the playoffs, LeBron and AD got to do majority of the work. Mm -hmm. You add a Zach Levine, you don't have to. Depend on LeBron to carry a team now at his mostly age. just scoring the basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you need that. You need a go-to guy. You need you need somebody that could take the pressure off for LeBron and AD. And you know Austin Reeves gonna do that, but you know Austin Reeves still in his what fourth fourth year. Yeah. So. so in other yeah. words, when the intensity goes up, Austin Reeves may have the 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 propensity to shrink. 
No, no, not Austin Reeves. That's my man. Okay, no, I'm just because he said he said they need a third guy, and I would think that Austin Reeves would be the third scorer. Well, he just he he needs a bucket. Yeah, they They need need a a big bucket, a a real big three. Like okay, right now they you know two and a half, two and a half. Okay, (laughs) I don't know. Austin Reeves is really he he is, but Zach Levine when he's at his best is is an elite scorer. And I mean, you know what's weird right now? I got my earpiece in over here. You're usually on my right side, and you're (laughs) muted. I can't even hear you, and I love it. I got to keep you over here. (laughs) You're so loud in my right ear, I can't even hear myself think. (laughs) I love it. All right, up next, we're gonna talk Cowboys. We haven't talked them all day yet. Are they about to do what they've always done, which is fall on their face masks? Debate. It is time once again for a young money. Little Wayne protégés, Yellow Beasy from Dallas, Alan Kubas from Wayne's hometown in New Orleans. Okay, so Yella and I were obviously right about how decisively our Cowboys beat those Eagles, but now the Cowboys have to go to Buffalo, go to Miami, deal with Detroit, then end up at Washington. So the annual question looms, will the Cowboys do what they've done for really the last 28 years, fall on their face masks and get exposed as fraudulent contenders? I'm going to start with you, Alan. What is your gut feeling about our Cowboys right here, right now? All right, so my gut feeling is like, you know, how a lot of times in life you hear that people or somebody or a team deserves the benefit of the doubt. Well, I think in this case, me and the majority of America have earned the benefit or the right to doubt the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, okay. y'all celebrating like y'all won the Super Bowl. If I didn't know no better, no. I would thought the Cowboys won the Super Bowl with all this, all the festivities. <laughs> Look, we, we, we've seen this before. Last year, they were 10 and three as well. I don't want to bring up last year. This is a new year, but if we remember right, they went into Jacksonville against a good, you know, a tough, tough AFC team, lost a tough game in overtime. Well, this year they're going to Western New York to face a Buffalo team that's fighting for their playoff lives. So I think it's only going to get tougher coming off beating the reign of Super Bowl champs. So I'm interested to see how Dallas responds coming off this Super Bowl-esque victory or this emotional high, you know, um, I think it's really important for Dallas to try to actually win the conference. You know, they, they got a gauntlet ahead of them. Mind you, the same gauntlet, I think people forgot that Philly had to go through already. Philly went through this gauntlet, came out relatively unscathed, came out pretty well out this gauntlet and put themselves in a favorable position to win the division, which I think is more important for Dallas. You know, as good as they're playing, which I do admit, they played lights out. You can make the case they could have won by more points, actually. There was some miscues. It could have been a bigger blowout. Dallas played well, but they got a big stretch coming up. I think it's important for them to win out. I think it's going to be tough for them to go on the road and win three games, despite how good they are. We know that's a tough feat to accomplish. And at the end of the day, I'm a diehard Saints fan, an avid Saints fan. I'm old enough to remember vividly a game where we had to go in against a 79 division winner. And we all had to bear witness to that beast quake game. So I think Dallas ideally would want to win the division and not find themselves going on the road to play an NFC South team. With right. nothing to lose, everything to gain, no expectation, and have to do that three consecutive times. I think that presumably right. they went out, Philly gives them some help. I think that the Ravens will have something to say about it when they play San Francisco. So I think they could potentially get some help, but they got to win out. It's still far right. from over, and I Yellow. think we're going to see the same thing. Get him. Guess what I'm sipping on over here, uh, Skip? <laughs> this is some more juice. They're going to hate some more. 
They're going to criticize some more. They're going to keep on to make some more excuses some more, and we're going to win some more. <laughs> Man, we got every – did y'all see how we played? That's all I want to know. Did y'all see how we played? Did y'all see how we played? Did y'all see how the Bills played last week? It was a tough game. There's a little tougher than now, but, like, uh, I ain't going to keep on just going on about it because we already know how they want to try to act like this our Super Bowl, but we got every right to act like this our Super Bowl. They said we couldn't beat nobody over 500, and we did that in fashion we style. So I'm going to brag, and I'm going to rant a little bit. But, yeah, now I just feel like we, we, got a, we got a good opportunity to go on the road. and At least I know for sure. I'm not trying to say we're just going to win every game, but I know we, we good for at least one or two games for sure. You know what I'm saying? Because the way that these guys have been performing, it's like, Miami, they lost to the, uh, the uh, uh, Detroit the other day. It wasn't no – it's not like a Detroit, not a pushover, not trying to say nothing like that, but I feel like we're a better team than Detroit. Is. No doubt. You know, and then they let Detroit come back from a two-score difference. You get what I'm saying? So, it's like I see that they're, they're a good see, team. But see, they see now, I got, now, now, now I got to cut you off. And the reason well, I got to cut you off is because you so far ahead – you meant Tennessee, but you already thinking about Detroit. You meant Tennessee, but oh, you oh, oh, already oh, thinking bad. about Tennessee. You already thinking about the Detroit Lions, which my is bad. three weeks from now. My bad, Tennessee, and we know how Tennessee is playing. My bad, Tennessee. We see how they how they how they lost to Tennessee. My bad, but and you know we're a way better team than Tennessee. But I also see its holes in the Bills' defense. Awesome. And I just feel like the way that we've been playing, the way that Dak been throwing dots, the way that we all been getting CD on the same page, Cook's been cooking, everybody been playing collectively. McCarthy been going crazy with the play call. Yeah. You know, he came out, you won't even know that he had a surgery of that. Just being honest. Like, they all been, like, lights out. I'm not trying to act like we just finna run through, just go undefeated all the way, but I feel like just finishing up, we're going to be at the top of it. Here, here's what but I was if you saying. You feel they've been lights out and playing so great. Why you only see them getting one or two victories out the next four? You said that. Well, why, why do you feel that way if you feel so confident? Hey, everybody gonna play the so Everybody gonna everybody gonna play the Cowboys hard. Now, now can I go? Can I get on here and just talk about these men or just say, oh, I feel like there's some pushovers? No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna. They no, have but if you elite, you win those games. Well, here, say, here, well, here, you need here. to win those games. Yeah. It's important. If not, you have to go on the road three times in the playoffs. Here, here's what I here's what I would say about where the Cowboys are. Impressive win against Philadelphia, no question about it. As I told Skip, and I watched the game with Michael on Sunday, and I talked about it again on Monday morning with him. You took care of business against Seattle, which was an open book quiz. You scored high on your first final exam against the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. You are now in the midterm stages with this <laughs> Buffalo Miami. The final, that's down the line. That's Because you're going to make the playoffs. It just depends yep. on where do you sit. Are you at the top or are you at the bottom? The midterm will certainly uh, solidify where you'll be. Can you go to Archer Park and beat Buffalo that's trying to get into the playoffs? Yes. That's two and a half point favorites yes. I, I, today. I, I honestly feel like we can. Okay, like so, we you, can. so you can. You can. All right, yeah. I don't think you can. Now, Skip yeah. and Yella, I say you go to Miami. Based on what I saw Miami do with Tennessee and Tyreek Hill not being 100% healthy, and we don't know his status two weeks from now, but I'm going to assume he's still sore. I think you can go in there and you'll win that game. I didn't believe that five weeks ago. I believe it now. Now, 
comes Detroit. Is Detroit wounded? Do they feel a certain way? Are they going to play physical against you? Can you force Jared Goff to turn the football over? I don't really put much into Washington. By the time you get to Washington, U-Hauls will be backed up. Tickets will be made. Reservations for resorts. People will be going on vacation. But it is an arch rival at their place. Yeah, the game's over. Y'all going to win that game running away. That's not the problem. You talk about fraudulent falling on your face, Skip. Mm -hmm. Not in the regular season. I'm not worried about that. Mm. What happens when you get to the postseason is the key. What if we have the one seed in the NFC? It takes a lot to get the one seed. Okay, what if we have it? What if we win out because we are supremely capable of winning? And what, and what do, every time you start saying yeah, the ideal scenario for Dallas. The, the, the top two toughest teams that we have, left, I feel like we can beat this. I'm not even, they gave us that type of uh, confidence. And I'm not going to lie to you. And you and don't, let's not forget you own the crustaceans, but you said you're going to take them somewhere else. But we, that's another story. I feel like that we can actually win those two big games, honestly speaking. Likewise. And guess what? I, I think that if Dallas I think if Dallas gets the one seed, then they should be a favorite. But that's why these midterms that, that Keyshawn is talking about are so important. Mm-hmm. This is really gonna to me define how how things end for them, how they do on these next tests. If they can win out and then get some help and get that one seed, they're a threat. But if not, I don't see them winning three yeah, straight. If you, games if, you if, if you get the one seed, that means you won the division, Skip, as you know. That means that you have a bye. Mm-hmm. You get two games to get to Vegas. That is correct. Can yep. they accomplish that? Well, by the way, we have won 15 straight at games home. at home, and if we beat Detroit, that would be 16 yeah. straight. But are you accomplished and good enough? Are you accomplished and good enough to do that? That's the question, and I don't have that answer for you because I don't know that. All I know is the teams that you played on the road yep. that were juggernauts, you lost two. That was last year. Exactly. No, that's this year. That's Philadelphia no, that's and San Francisco. Year. It was five years ago. Oh, okay. All so right. To get that privilege to be able to close out at home, they're going to have to go into a hostile environment right now. So we're going to see. It's All not right. going to be easy going to Buffalo. Yellow, the midterm is the midterm is is due Sorry. on Monday. Okay. Last last session. I got to stop you guys. Thank you guys. You're both great. We'll see you again next week when we'll talk about Dallas beating Buffalo. But up next, wait, the Joker got ejected for that? Huh? Nikola Jokic was ejected with 108 remaining in the second quarter of last night's 114-106 win over the Bulls in Chicago. He missed a shot at the rim, appeared to yell something toward the referee as he's jogging back up the floor, assessed a technical foul, and immediately ejected from the game with only that being his first technical. A lot of boos from the crowd, a lot of the Serbian fans were there. And in a pool report after the game, crew chief Mark Lindsay said Jokic was ejected after just the one tech because he directed profane language at the official that by our standards warranted an ejection. Joker did acknowledge after the game that he quote unquote crossed the line, but added that sometimes that word doesn't cross the line, meaning for other players who use it. So Keyshawn, how surprising was this ejection to you? Well, it, it was surprising to see him ejected, but at the same time, as I told Richard, who wants to argue with me about this, is that some people don't want to be cursed at. 
It's just the reality. So you picked the wrong guy at the wrong moment? Yeah, you might have yeah. picked the wrong guy at the wrong moment. Yeah. I understand, yeah, team up and keep it moving. But some people just don't want well, to say these at words him. on TV, but I'd like to know exactly what the magic word was. That well, well, apparently, them. whatever Maybe it was, it was some one. people heard okay. something that starts with the M and yeah. ends with an E <laughs> or you leave it alone. Okay. You know, yeah, but 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 the game ain't about you. Tech him up. Say, hey, don't do it again. Hey, you do it again. I'm kicking you out. I understand and you that. and you move on. But like they, they did not pay all this money and bring these TV cameras for you to kick. Arguably the best player in the league. I, I get it, but some people just don't want to be cursed. And get another job. More than that, like he's an MVP and right. and, and he's a nice guy. He right. has no baggage. And you don't reputation. want people cursing at you? Heck no. Exactly. I, 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 That's I why he didn't work as a referee. You don't know that. I referee you guys every day. That's a touche. All right, that's it for today's Undisputed. We are back tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern. And I can't wait to educate that man.